Welcome to episode 11 of the Average Joe's MMA Show. Jeff Shannon along with David Van Boglin. Tonight we'll be breaking down the action from UFC 95, including a lengthy discussion on the judging controversies in the UFC. Welcome to the show, everyone. We're going to keep the intro kind of short and uh, just get into it, man. UFC 195, we saw Ruthless Robbie Lawler took on Carlos Condit, winning the, the and retaining his belt by decision. Uh, two judges had it 48-47. One had it 47-48 uh, for Condit. So winning it by one point. A single point was the de- deciding factor in whether someone retained or well, we became a, new we and had our new. First new champion. And um, and another another title fight at Las Vegas was lucky guys. Yeah, you know, the uh, Las Vegas is the fight capital of the world for a reason. And it was a great fight. It, oh my I god, mean, it yes. was an absolute great yes. fight. Anytime Robbie goes in there, and like we talked about last week, it's going to be a war. Yeah, absolutely. And it was another five round war. Um, his uh, boy, it was McDonald only went four rounds, but I think of his last. Yeah, he made it into the fifth before his nose gave out. And he yeah, said, I'm and he's done. Said, I'm done, right? So I guess it was a, technically a TKO in round five. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he's gone. But his last five, four, four fights have all went uh, went the distance. Yeah, I mean, the fight before, and even the fight before he fought Johnny for yeah. the title was a three rounder. Yeah, he went all three. I can't. Can't remember who that was though, yeah, but it wasn't. Know. He didn't finish it. It was a three round. It was a three round so, victory. Uh, he's he's showing again his durability from uh, foregoing the extra distance, and the, especially in the length into his career that he is. I yes. mean, Robbie's a fairly younger guy as far as age wise goes, but the, the guy's got miles on him. Exactly. I mean, he's been fighting since yeah. he was like nineteen or twenty in the UFC. It's a big difference of a guy that starts in his in his mid twenties and doesn't have his first fight until twenty eight, twenty nine yep. years old. I mean, his, he you know, only fights good. well into his forties, but this guy starting off fighting grown men he, as a teenager, yeah. you know. And and had a, a pretty lengthy run originally in the UFC. Went to Strike Force after he was. Yeah, they kind of relegated him down to Strike Force because well, yeah. he kind of had some. Yeah, he was a, He wasn't. Yeah, he was an up and down yeah. fighter. He really, he really didn't hit his stride until he got into Strike Force, and then something happened. I, yeah, I, I don't think, know what it was for a training issue. Part of, I think it was a, a change. I mean, he got out of Iowa. He went down, started at, at ATT, mm-hmm. and you know, got in there with those guys, mixing it up a little bit, just a change of scenery, change of coaching. And sometimes that's all it needs because if you get too exactly. comfortable within your own training, then you don't get exposed to your weaknesses. That's a, you only focus on your strengths. Well, and a lot of, you know, the Militage camp was kind of breaking up. Everyone right. was going their own way. Matt was on his own doing his own thing at his place. Robbie was really one of the only ones left. Yeah. And, yeah. and got out. And in this fight in, in particular now... Um, Carlos Condit has been a contender for a very long time. Absolutely, I mean the former um, the former interim champ. Exactly, and he's he's a dangerous fighter on every level. And there was going into this fight, um, all the media that I read via social and otherwise really didn't have this fight as a. Champ's definitely going to win, or Challenger's definitely going to win. It was split down the middle. There yeah, was a was... lot of people in each camp that said, you know, that this it's their time. They're going to shine. He's going to shine, or he's going to shine. And what this 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 one wasn't going to go in as um, as just a quick flight. No, and it a was quick a tough win fight for either. To call either way. And I mean, it ended up being it was a controversial fight. There was a lot of people 
I mean, if you haven't watched the fight, do yourself a favor, go online, find it wherever I yep. mean, you can, whether it's, you know, you pay the money for to replay the pay-per-view, it's definitely worth it. Or if you can find it online, but but watch it. It, it was a war, man. These two guys, oh, war. these guys came in ready to go, and there was... What? There was no takedown attempts, no, no. submissions. Uh-uh. These two guys no. stood up yep. on their feet. The only time the fight went to the ground was in the second, really, when Robbie mm-hmm. knocked down Carlos. Because yep. when Carlos got the knockdown in the first, Robbie got you know he spun right back up for exactly. it was a quick knockdown. So that was really the only time we ever saw the ground the fight go to the ground was in the second yeah. when Robbie knocked down Carlos. And it was via strikes. It wasn't. Uh, there was no. I mean, there was. There was there was a little bit of of they were grappling up, a little up upright grappling yeah, in, in the, the corners and stuff, but there was uh, there was no wrestling, there was no takedown. These I don't guys remember were, anybody even shooting. For a I don't think so either. Grabbing no. for a leg or no. anything. No. These two guys just stood no. They were in the they were cage. both zero for zero. Yeah, <laughs> on takedown attempts. Yeah, there was nothing there. They they wanted to and they didn't credit Carlos with his knockdown in the first. That's really interesting. Was it a slip? I didn't think it. You know? I mean, I don't think it was a, a slip as much as it wasn't a powerful shot knockdown. Maybe that's what they they saw. But I say. still, I still think it was a not. It wasn't like when we're standing up and you go to take you go for a kick or something, and I and I get a front leg kick at the same time, sure, and knock you down yep. that way, or you miss a punch or a kick. You know, you go for a high kick and miss and slip and end up on your back. That's not a knockdown. That's a slip. Right. But when someone makes contact with a fist to your yeah, face, and you fall, that's, that's a knockdown. <laughs> you know, the first time I seen it, uh, I watched it uh, twice through. The first time I seen it, I thought it was a slip. Okay. The second time, you know, I thought that you know he was going to, to lead on that uh, the strong leg, right leg up front to put down some uh, some traction and try to land something, and his the ball of his foot just grazed the, the canvas and he slipped and fell forward. The second time I watched it through, Conda definitely landed a yeah. shot. And whether or not he was off balance on his own is probably the best way to put it. He didn't slip, he was off balance and kind of took advantage of it. It was definitely a knockdown. Yeah. It was, whether he was credited for it or not, it was there. And if you, and I mean, if you were on social media at all after the fight and even the day after, there was a lot of people upset with the, with the decision. The scoring. Uh, yeah, the scoring. So so Robbie ended up getting it what was it, 40, 49 to 48 or 40, yeah, 49, 48, I believe was the total score. Uh, he won uh, 40, 47 twice. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, do the math. <laughs> I'll let him do the math while I look at uh, something. Another area of this is that... Um, was this supposed to be Condit's fight? Well, I mean, it was Condit. Yeah. Condit, I, I think, was put in this fight ahead of other people. Tyron and Tyron Woodley, and maybe maybe Hendricks. If if you think about it, uh, I don't think they wanted to have been there. So um, Condit, given this opportunity, has to be. Has to be heartbroken over the fact that he lost by a single point, absolutely, in winning a championship fight. Where clearly, I know in his, I know in his head, he believes he did enough through sheer volume to win this fight. Uh, 
you know, we looked back at it again, and, and, and Jeff messaged me, and he said, you know, uh, he said, you know, I, I know you scored that fight, but I want you to do me a favor and go back and watch it a second time. And, you know, I, I tend to watch the fights uh, a second time bef- before doing the show. Right. Um, usually the day before, not right away. And, you know, Jeff was like, you know, you got to watch it right away. So I'm like, all right, no problem. I sat down, uh, threw my arm in my sling. And I kicked back in my chair and I watched it and I watched it through and I said, man, it's, uh, the first time through, I, I thought kind of definitely won the second time through. I thought, I don't know if he won. Right. I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if he, if he did enough. I mean, he did volume, but you can't win a fight in volume alone. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and when the fight ended, we were both having this conversation. I said, this is, you know, we both said this is bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Carlos won the fight. I, I absolutely thought. Carlos won the fight. Exactly. And I still felt that way going into Sunday. And I was actually getting just getting ready to watch it a second time. And on Twitter, and one of the very few people that I have a lot of conversations with on Twitter is Eric from, from Way of the Warrior. Uh-huh. He's, he's generally my go-to. So I'm tweeting with Eric, and I'm asking how he felt about the fight, and we start talking about it. And I break down my feelings on it and why I thought Carlos won. And he explains to me, okay, well, you know, watch it a second time. And I did. And he, and he said specifically to watch the third round. This is why I think Robbie won. And he, he broke it down for me. So I watched it again. And looking at it a second time, especially that third round, I paid very close attention to. Because originally I had it one, three, and four for Condit, two, and five for Robbie. Yeah. The third round, I thought... Carlos won the first part of it um, just on his sheer striking, not really that I thought he was putting anything as far as putting Robbie in danger. I didn't think his his shots were not heavy, but he was landing a lot of them. I thought Robbie did a lot more effective striking. Yeah. Where, sure. if you want, I mean, the one thing, especially that he mentioned the camera angle, the camera angle sucked. You could not see what Robbie was doing in the third round very well from the angle that they were doing. It was a lot showing a lot more of Carlos. So unless you're aware to think about watching what Robbie is doing and you're just watching it from that angle, it's hard to take away. But one thing that really struck me with why I thought Robbie won, and especially stole the second half of that round and ended up winning it, was uh, there was an elbow inside of the clinch exchange when they, when they were breaking away. It looked like, in the first view, it looked like Carlos hit it. Like he hit Robbie with yes. something. Yep. But actually, it was Robbie that threw the elbow and, and busted Carlos's mouth wide yep. open. Like his lip and inside of his mouth was bleeding pretty good from this elbow inside the exchange that Robbie threw. And I thought that Robbie's uh, punches, while he wasn't throwing the volume that Carlos was, he was hitting him harder doing more damage. And while damage is not part of the judging criteria, I think that falls more under the effect of striking. And on top of that, the the control of the octagon. Robbie stood in the center of the octagon at all times. He didn't back down where Carlos was doing a lot of fighting for the outside, keeping distance. But when Robbie would start attacking and charging, Carlos was backing out and a lot of times backing into the cage and then having to try to scramble side That's to side. That's control. And so, yeah, I thought Robbie had control. So that was after the second view. I've watched this fight three times now. The third time through, and I went after the second time, I was talking to Eric again, and I said, all right, I see what you're saying. 
I, I, I felt like, okay, you know, Robbie probably, I could see why the judges gave him the third. I still think based on the amount of strikes, Carlos won it. But then you go into the, the judging criteria, the rules of the octagon, uh, effective striking, uh, takedown attempts, octagon control and aggression. Yeah. And so and this is also something I was just talking with you about before we started the show. Something I learned from uh, Sean Desay on the way of the Warrior Show. It's a, thing, a really good thing to do, especially in close fights. Go back, watch the fight without the sound. No commentators, because the commentators will sway your opinion. Even if you don't think they are, subconsciously, you're getting Joe and Mike's opinion on who they thought won the round. Absolutely. That's, that's you know, part of the reason why we're there, they are there, is to... You know, give you the names of the moves, what they're doing, and, and the flow of it. But they also skew your mind very much um, into telling a story. Yep. You know, they're storytellers, and you know, you bring up uh, Eric and that. And I've never spoken with with Eric from the Warrior. I don't know him from anyone. But since you brought him up, I've I've read a lot of things that he's wrote. He's a very knowledgeable person, very, extremely, um, especially in terms of the sport. And he's a tremendous writer. He has uh, great objectivity and not swaying it one way or the other because of personal like. And because of that, his uh, his angle to watch it without sound made sense. Um, watching it with sound is. Is, is, fine, is good, fine when it's oh, happening in live, you know, when you want to get into it. And, you know, Joe is always explosive and, and you know, Mike's He's just... fun to listen to, yeah. Mike's there for the ride. <laughs> <laughs> but when you want to do something that's as technical in terms of watching it, scoring it, um, and, and I don't know this, maybe this is how they do it, if the judges have headsets on where they can block all that stuff out. Yeah, I'm or if they sure. got producers in their ear telling them to look at this or look at that. I don't think they do. I don't even think... That, I mean, they may have the monitors and that's about it, but I don't think they're getting any kind of feed from Joe because they're, they're on the other side of the octagon from right. Joe and Mike. And I've, I mean, I've never noticed or heard of anything with them getting any feed from the producers or anything I like that. I haven't either. Um, I can't I can see, see them doing that. I can see... I would... I would think they would want to keep it as isolated quote that's what i'm hoping can yeah but yeah it definitely you watching it without the sound it definitely gives you a better perspective on the action because you're taking it in yourself cleanly without any outside and, and you know and, and you say the you know the, the camera angles and whatnot they weren't quite as good as um as showing what happened on, on both sides the judges don't watch the fight. They don't watch the fight. They watch a monitor, exactly. like you said. So all the, this tiny monitor, it's only like nine inches big. Yep. You know, so it's a little tiny monitor that look, and this is what they watch. So they are subject to our camera angles as well. They're not seeing an, an overall view of everything exactly. So they're only seeing the specific angle. So if they miss something that's a big strike because of an angle, and they judge based on that, once they see a replay from a different angle. Right. That may change their whole mind, but at that point, it's too late. It's too late. So, exactly. I don't know what they're fed on those monitors either. If they're fed other angles, if they're fed, I'm, I just, um, it's another part of the scoring system that I don't quite understand because I've never been exposed to well, it. The, the scoring system itself is, is 
ridiculous. It's a system set up for boxing. Right. It is a 10-point must system. And boxing is a, is a point fighting. It's a point sign. And, and other than in the state of New Jersey, in the 10-point must system, the lowest score you can give a fighter is 8. Yeah. In New Jersey, they allow you to go down to 7. Yep. But, you know, a 10-8 round is the lowest score you can give someone. That's ridiculous. It's <laughs> ridiculous. If you do absolutely nothing, uh, you, you get beat up for for five minutes. You lay there. You have no ground game. You have no top game. The only reason you survived is because the other guy hasn't killed you yet. Right. You don't deserve nine points for that. Oh. Even eight. Yeah. You know you don't deserve. I mean, um, when when it works fine for boxing because boxing is. The science of boxing is I hit you more times than you hit me. Well, yeah. In boxing, you only have to watch for two things, a left and a right. Right. And now you're going to try to take the judging criteria for boxing, apply it to not only a left and a right, but an elbow, a knee, a takedown, a yeah. submission attempt. Exactly. You, yeah. you know, you there's got to be something We have eight corners. We have eight corners instead of four. We have a mat. You know, we have... We go to the ground. Kick. <laughs> there's know. so many different... You know, it's a mixed... You know, mixed martial arts says it all. It's it's a combination of boxing, wrestling, jiu-jitsu, judo, whatever you want to add into it. It's, yeah. It's, so, why are we using a scoring system that doesn't pander to... Knees right. and elbows, and, and, and more than just boxing, you know, right. ten ounce gloves, or whatever they're wearing, and, exactly. and, and hit. Exactly. Why are Why aren't we uh, exploring something else? Like it's great. It was great when the sport needed it in the beginning, when there were no judges, and it just was a fight until somebody won. Yeah, and we had to evolve from that. And it, you know, fine, okay. In the, in the early days, we needed the ten point must system because what else did we have? I don't have an answer as to what is going to be the perfect judging system for this sport, but something has to change. I don't have an answer either, but yeah, I know I, the, I know it's not this. No, we're not the men to make that decision. No. We're not in no. the position of power for that, but it has to change. I know it's. I know this isn't. This isn't it. This isn't. Uh, the one that's that's helping, you know, this, this is helping a specific type of fighter. Exactly. This isn't helping the broad range of fighters that no. you have. And this, so I'll, I'll read this. This was a, a, a tweet that I retweeted over the weekend from Joe Rogan himself. The idea that we continue to use boxing's 10-point must system for a completely different sport is inexcusable at this stage. And then in another tweet he says, I think MMA could also benefit from more judges scoring a huge fight. Three people deciding a huge championship decisions doesn't seem smart. You know, you, you use the term it evolved from from not having anything in place into using this, but the, the word evolution means that it continues, continues to grow. It you know, it continues to adapt. They've, and it continues to adjust into being a, a more better system. And the evolution of the scoring system stopped. There's no more evolution. In 2012, they added... They added a few things, not so much to the direct, um, you know, striking, grappling, octagon control, aggression, but they did start throwing in some things that are supposed to sort of factor in towards damage. Obviously, we see that doesn't really apply here, but 
Yeah, like we both said, we don't know what it is that needs to change, but something needs to change. This is not... Yeah. I mean, how many fights with Robbie himself have we had this conversation? I mean, I've sat and said both Johnny Hendricks fights he lost. A lot of people feel like it was switched around. I thought it was switched around. I thought he won the one he lost, and he lost the one he won. Yeah. It was ass backwards. You know, Johnny you know, and I George. Didn't understand it. Johnny and George. It's ridiculous. Johnny that, and George was the was. If any fight would be the catalyst for something that has to change, it was Johnny George. Yep. That was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. So then we go from Johnny George to the first Johnny Robbie. And the same thing, big yeah. controversial decision. Felt Robbie won that one. Yep, yeah, and, and I did. I felt that that Johnny won it. And then we went to the second fight again. Like I said, I still felt like Johnny won. I have no idea how Robbie won that fight. No, it, it's and, and now there's this. I mean, uh, unless I'm completely wrong in my thinking, and I and I don't think I am because I study this stuff like it's my job, right? Um, and I study. Um, not just my own opinions, but the opinions of of the Joe Rogans and Eric and everybody else from from people that have million a million subscribers to their podcast on it. People right. that have five, exactly. You know, everybody has has their opinion, and and a lot of them, even though they're not as prevalent in terms of the media attention that they gain, a lot of people are absolutely brilliant in the sport, oh, without a doubt, and know know so much information, have such great examples. Um, I study them, and I have not found a single person yet that said, "Man, they have a great scoring system." Nobody. <laughs> so Nobody. What? Uh, again, I don't know what it takes, but it's going to take someone. It's going to take someone to convince not Dana or or Lorenzo or anyone in the UFC office. It's going to take someone to convince. Uh, and because it, it goes to it's the athletic commission. Mm-hmm. It's not the UFC no. that does. It's it's the athletic. Commission. The Vice State Athletic Commission is going to have to yeah everybody come up with a way to have boxing have their scoring system and then they have their scoring yeah. system not the same. They thing. all need to sit because like, like that's I said, lazy. In New Jersey, you can go to ten seven round. Yeah, there's no such thing as a ten zero round. Right, it, it doesn't exist. It should. Yeah, but it doesn't. I I mean I'm of the opinion fights should be determined by round, but an overall I, I you know, an too. overall fight you know because if you the if you destroy way. yeah if you destroy someone in one round and then the next round you guys both dance around and do nothing and the person still wins you know it, it should be their overall performance of of every round put together into one conglomerate. And, excuse me, I'm not here to tell anybody that thinks Carlos Condit won that fight that you are wrong. Not at all. Uh-uh. Because I I felt the same way in the, in the beginning of the fight, or the end of the fight, yeah. watching it live. I, I absolutely was sitting in my house with everybody with me, and I'm like, this is bullshit. Yep. Carlos kind of completely won that fight. Yep. And then, you know, you watch it back again, you kind of soften, and then you watch it back again without the sound, and you're like, yeah, okay, I see. I see why Robbie won the fight. I will not argue with any person that wants to sit here and tell no. me that Carlos won it because you're because there's enough information one to, to support that. Point. Yeah, there's enough information and there's there's enough there, there's enough footage to to support a Carlos Condit should be champion argument. At the same time, there's enough footage, enough information to show 
Robbie should still be champion. Right. You know, this, and, and it all goes back to, because we, we had that that scoring system mindset of, of all right, aggression. Yeah, he got that. Octagon control, well, he's got that part. So he's got that part, and he's got that part, so it's a tie. It's fucked. Right. You know, so we have that, that four-point mind. It's a ten-point system with a, with a four-point rule set of the aggression, grappling, octagon control, etc. So is it... Adding more things to look at? Is it adding, is it removing just round by round and doing it more comprehensive? I don't know. I don't, I don't care. I hope somebody decides it and figures Something it out just and puts it in there for the sake of the guys that um, enter these championship fights. Back to Johnny and George, when they get these opportunities against a great fighter and they beat them, they should have that belt going home. And Johnny didn't go in with the belt that night when he should have. Yeah, and you it's know. cost him. Look how much it's cost him. Oh, my gosh. He can't get a title shot to save his life. I mean, the dude has a war with arguably the greatest champion in the yeah. division ever and goes to war twice with the guy that's currently champion. Once beats him, gets the title, goes and defends it on a rematch and loses it. And can't get a shot. Well, on top of that... You Gets know, the shot you know, and has it taken away. Sorry to be the cut No, it's all right. But, you, but there's other sides for two. It's just, you know, Johnny goes in that fight and he's got like $100,000 to show, $100,000 to win. He lost the fight. He lost hundred grand. Right. On a fight that, where he should have been taking that extra $100,000 home. Exactly. So, you know, it's, it's grown with long-term money as well. And that affects training and nutrition and, and promotion. It's, it's screwing with everything. And with no fighting union right. or anything of, of that like, I don't want to be, I don't want to make this political and pro or against the union, but with no real backup for the fighters or any legal thing for the fighters to come up and say, you guys change us, we're not fighting for you anymore. Yeah. You know, they're, they're not going to, yeah. it's not going to change until it's, it's going to take that one person that, that forms some sort of, um, Great argument or something that that shows that that Nevada and everyone else is going to make more money if we have a better scoring system. Once they see that more money is involved in it, I guarantee you they'll change it. Um, yeah, I agree absolutely. You have to get something going for the fighters to to stand up to these guys. But in in okay, so here's a great example of Johnny just getting dicked around. He's sitting at number three right now. His next fight is against Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, who is the ninth-ranked fighter. <laughs> I don't even know why he's that, to be honest, uh, in a division where he shouldn't be even <laughs> close to it. And um, I, I kind of understand why you had to do it, because Magni... Okay, so here, here's your top ten, in case you guys don't know. Robbie Champion. Rory's still sitting at number one, yeah. which makes little to no sense to me. Coming, coming off a loss. loss. Tyron's at number two. Johnny's at three, Carlos is at four, Damian Baez at five, Matt Brown's at six, Don Kim is at seven, Magni is eight, Wonderboy is nine, and Tarek Safradine is at ten. And then Story, Gastelum, Henderson, Elvis, and Gunnar Nelson are round up the top. It's a pretty good division. Right. It, it is. It's a, it's a great <laughs> division. The, and, and I guess going through it, I can understand because it, it, it's the only fighter available in the top ten. Yeah. I mean... Kinda just fought. Matt, Maya just Magni fought. needs a break. Matt is got injured. Was supposed to fight. Magni stepped in for him. Yeah, he needs a break. He needs a break. Kim fought just 
not that long ago, and the Korea card, I believe it was. Yeah, the, the Soul card he fought. Yep, yep. So, yeah, yeah, against uh, beat, beat Dominic Waters. Um, so, they, okay, they're, they're, that's why you make it, but why not? Where's Woodley? Woodley and Hendricks. Exactly. Make a title, make a title uh, what's, eliminator. What's Woodley doing? He doesn't, does he even have a fight scheduled? I don't think he does. I don't know. I don't know if he does, but I know that of of all of them, uh, Johnny's the one that's that's getting the the back he hand. He definitely of it. gets the shaft, and I don't understand why. Uh, weight issues. I don't. You know, he's you know he's had some weight issues. It's true. But if you're gonna discount someone simply on weight issues alone, there's gonna be a lot of fighters that aren't fighting anymore. And a lot of fighters don't make weight. Right. It's part of the game. Tyrone's had you some, know, some weight issues before uh, himself. So. For crying out loud, Gastelum has made weight once. You know. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I yeah. know. I, that's, a, that's an exaggeration. Tyrone hasn't you fought know. since January of last year. He fought on the Silva Diaz card against so, Gastelum. So why so, is he And is... that was the fight that Gastelum didn't make weight. Yeah. And Tyrone was pissed. So, I don't... Just make the fight. Right. Exactly. It's, it's a heavy division with a lot of great, great fighters, and uh, you know, I don't, I don't know, I don't know anyone that thought it's like, all right, the Johnny Hendricks fight's coming up. Who's gonna fight? Wonder Boy. Yeah. I mean, I'm still gonna. I'm gonna watch, watch it because I'm a Johnny fan, <laughs> and I'm a fight fan. You know, and I think it's on the free fight card with Cruz and and uh, Dillashaw. We'll talk about that on a Sunday freaking night. Get out of here. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> so what's next? Yeah. What do we do next? Well, Do we do what? Carlos and Robbie again? I, uh, I think so. I'll pay for it. Let's go. I will watch that fight again. I want a title contention fight between, uh, what's, if this isn't going to happen, but I want to see Woodley and Hendricks duke it out, when it go and, and fight Robbie. In the <laughs> meantime, um, Condit... Giving Maya someone else in, in you know six months because Maya just fought, kind of just fought. Right, I'd, love right. see, I'd love to see those two go at it. Maya and his Maya's screaming for a title shot. I yeah. mean, he's he's on a, a pretty lengthy. Yeah, he's on streak. a great tear, and his jujitsu is better than none. Is better than than, than Tamir any anyone in the division. Unbelievable. I mean, he showed that Gunnar Nelson's the only oh other. My gosh, you know, one is I think in that division that has as good of or. Anywhere near really, that yeah, level I, I of jiu-jitsu over everybody else yeah. in the division. I mean, nobody else. All the rest of the guys are brawlers. Yeah, I haven't seen the... Tyron uh, will take you to the ground. Johnny will take you to the ground. But Johnny but, would much rather stand up and Yeah, he'd rather throw that left. I haven't seen the medical suspensions for 195 yet. I don't know no. if they're fully released yet. Yeah, I don't think they uh, are. I looked for them, but they weren't on display at UFC's website, which they usually are. So... What's next is is medical suspensions. Absolutely. After that, you know, then I'll kind of put my my creative mind into into gear and to see what we have coming up for time. Uh, uh, well, right now these you know, two, I, I think these two need to go home and nurse their wounds because they had a war, and um, we probably won't see them for either one of them for the better part of six months, whether or not it's UFC, you know. Uh, suspension or not, they'll we might we'll see him again before the end of the year, um, maybe. But kind of talk retirement. Retirement, yep. So he did. well, 
And I get that too. At this point in the game for Carlos, yeah. Why continue to take uh, fights that aren't going, aren't title fights, or title contender fights? I risk blowing something out. Yeah. You know, you've been in the game a long time. Uh, he's he's a frugal guy. I've looked at it. He's got plenty of finances. Yeah. He's, he's a rich guy. He doesn't have to, you know, risk it just to feed his family. Right, You know, right. he wasn't, you know, un- under that spell where, you know, Cowboy had the tax issues and stuff, and he had to take all those fights in order to get right. his stuff back. Condit's not in that shape. Condit's uh, uh, he's a great businessman, and he's, he's done well with his fight, invested greatly. Does he have to fight? No. Um, is he a fighter? Yes. Um, but also don't know his contract. When he talks to retirement talks, that kind of sounds to me like he doesn't really have one that he has to worry about. You know, uh, He may have fights on his I contract. I think he's, he still has fights but, left on his deal because this is definitely not his last fight. Right, but that doesn't mean that per his deal, he has to take them. Right. You know, he can, he can bow and say, I'm just going to retire. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, fighters do that. I mean, Brendan Schaub did. Yeah, they just, uh, just not take them. Some people are for, you know, some people have to do or forfeit money, but some people just have the, the contracts where they say, well, if you're going to fight, we're going to give you six. If you want to take all six, great. If not, retire when you're ready. Exactly. But, don't, I don't want to say take this to the greatest salt because it's it's not, I don't, I don't mean to lessen it, but when a man comes off of a loss for a title, emotions are high. Very and much. He, and, I mean, and he felt, I know he felt he got robbed. He's, yep. like, he's like, you know what? Screw Done. this. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm over it. Yep. I'm not going to get, I'm not going to put myself and my family in that position again to watch me get beat up for five rounds for nothing. Nick you know? Diaz retires every fight. <laughs> or Nick, I mean. Nick fight retires yeah. after every <laughs> fight. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Two years later, he fights again. Exactly. Then he's like, all right, I'm done again. Exactly. Yeah. And I don't think Carlos is going to take that <laughs> amount of time off. If you, I mean, if you're going to do it, I don't know about me. I don't know about USC 200. I, I don't really, you know, who knows what that, but June. I yeah. mean, if, if they don't do Jones and Cormier at 200, I would love to have Jones and Cormier in June and, and Robbie yeah, and sure. Carlos as the co-main event. Uh, I take my money now. If they don't do Jones and Cormier at 200, there's something wrong with them. Well, yeah, but I mean, you know, there's a, there's a but, lot of possibility. It, it, you're right, but, you know, who knows? You never know. Those guys may not want to wait that long. You they, may not be able to contain them they that may, long. They may book the fights and it might not happen. You know, what if, what if Cormier throws on his shoulder? Exactly. You know? Training down an AKA with Kane, you know, what if he blows out a knee or something? Right, and it can't happen. So, you know, a lot of things could happen. But, but you know, what? Condit, I had to bring it up because he did talk. He did talk retirement. I think part of the reason why Condit got the shot is because he's the only one that has had a fight since early part of 2015. Yeah, Rory hasn't fight since hasn't fought since Robbie. Right, uh, like we said. Um, Ty, uh, Tyron Woodley, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Tyron Woodley hasn't fought since for a year. Yeah, he hasn't fought a year at the yeah. end of this month. I mean, he was scheduled to fight Johnny, and that shit fell through. You know, the stomach issues with with Hendricks. Yep. So, and then Johnny's finally back out and fighting again. But you know, you could do Tyron and and Rory. Well, what happens to Johnny if he loses to Wonder Boy? For crying out loud, he's he's out of the title title oh, picture done. entirely. He's you know, done. If that he's gonna happens. have to change. 
change divisions or do something else because if he can't take that, they're, they're not going to... No. You know, he'll be. He'll have to put together a six fight win streak before he'll get considered again. So it, he's got easily, everything to lose in that fight. Easily, it's a it's a lose lose situation for Johnny for um, sure in that fight. At the end of the you know at the end of the day, after all, everything was said, those two were a joy to watch. It was a great fight. Um, as, I as a fight fan, uh, I can't see anyone that would say, "Man, that fight sucked." Right. You know, if you're if you're a real fight fan. And you watch Condit and Lawler to a war for five rounds. Win, lose, or draw. It doesn't matter who won. We we got to see something special with those two. I agree. And uh, I was glad I got to see it. I, I agree 100%. Um, so Rory... Rory's got to win over Tyron Woodley. Yes, he does. UFC 174. Yes, he does. So there's, the, there's a good fight right there. Why for not? The title contender... I think part of the thing is with Rot with with Rory is you can't throw him in a third time against Robbie. That it's kind of the Junior Dos Santos game yeah. Velasquez, you know. Robbie's I mean, how many times do you want to see BJ Penn and Frankie Edgar fight? Right. Right. You know, I mean, fight four, five, six times. The second fight was much better than the first fight, but I, I guess you could throw the argument because Rory was winning the fight yeah. before Robbie knocked him out. Before Robbie destroyed his face, right. So, and I don't know how Rory is healed up from that. Right, you know he's been completely quiet. Yeah, you haven't heard I, anything. You know, I'm, I'm following him on social media. I've heard nothing about his health. No. You know, whether his nose has had any more issues, the orbital bone was had a, a, a break in that. I mean, he when I say he broke his face, he broke his face in half. He cracked the orbital bone. He broke the nose and he broke the cheek. He broke it. All he broke that his whole face section in half. of his face. Yeah, you know when you have your face broken by a guy. That can take a long time to heal, exactly. you know, and and it can make it skittish, but want to get punched in the face again, right? You know, I would I would pay to watch Damian Maya and Tyron Woodley fight all day, I, I, all I day. I would because it's 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 the big question of what does Tyron do? Yeah, keep he's got to keep it on the feet. <laughs> if he goes to the ground with Damian Maya. You're he's done. done. You know, that snake is going to grapple him and choke him and squeeze him. He's uh, Damien Maya is a human anaconda. Yeah. And he, he will choke and squeeze the life out of anybody that's stupid enough to get on the ground with him. Yep, absolutely. I want this rematch. I want it right away. I mean, not right away, but when both guys are ready. I need to. I, I hope I'd later this year. Because even if you do it at... at uh, Two hundred or, or one ninety nine. One ninety nine, yeah. Why not? You could still give. You could still give Tyron if you're going to give Tyron the title shot. You can still give it to him in that end of two thousand sixteen. Yeah. And you know that that sets yeah. you up for a December, November, December fight right there. Absolutely. So he likes to fight in January. Give it to him in January. Yep. I mean that's that's what I want to see. But definitely some things need to shake out in the welterweight division. Guys got to fight each other again and and get a clear cut person because Rory's sitting at number one after not fighting for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Tyron's still sitting at number three after not fighting in a year. Right. I mean something's and Hendrick, gotta happen. And Hendricks is, you know, kinda lost a, in the shuffle. Right. You know, he's up there and Maya Maya's continuing to win over and over and over again. So you got some workhorses, you got some you got some what are they gonna do? David just keeps getting screwed because he wins and he still drops down in rankings. Like it doesn't. Oh, get that! It's the dumbest <laughs> thing. So we definitely 
Yeah. Definitely got some things that need to shake out in the welterweight division. And, and as we talked about, the judging has got to change. And we'll talk about it again because there's a couple other fights that we need to touch on judging. You but, know what? As we do show after show after show, we're going to talk about that judging until it changes. Yeah. I mean, there's, it's going to be a topic of conversation. It's constantly to be. a controversial topic. It's constantly screwing up fights. But a great, great main event. Loved the fight. Loved the guys. Loved so the fighters. So happy to watch the fight. Fan of them both. Hoping to see and, and anxiously waiting to see what happens. What happens next to both of them. So in that co-main event, this, this discussion is probably going to be shorter than the fight <laughs> so, itself. <laughs> Steve Miocic came took out all of forty-eight seconds yeah. to uh, take care of the pit bull and end that four-fight win streak. Steve looked awesome. He was a killer that and day. And what the hell was Andre doing? I understand he was trying to keep the distance with Cipe. Smart decision. Smart, yeah, he's got a range on him. But why are you using that stupid oblique kick? I don't know. That's not that's not part of his his game at all. I don't know what you know. It's that, not it's not a strike to be no. using against a man who's got the reach on you because exactly. you try to, you get that oblique in there. What you do? You leave open your top. Yep. You're off balance. You're one foot. You only have one foot for balance. Your strength is gone. Your power is gone. And that man has. Four inches on you. That was a dumb move. Yep. That was preach, a dumb move. We preached the genius of Greg Jackson and oh. Mike Wicklejohn. Sometimes the plans just don't work out. But that's the thing with the heavyweight division. Like we said, one shot can end your night. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Constantly. You know? And Steve A landed that shot behind that ear. And, and what, see you later. I have never seen Steve A more fired up. Oh, the, the, beautiful. This, this fight while it happened and this fight after, after it happened. When he you went, know, when he charged that cage at Data and, and he, and well, he that, grabbed, are we on the same page now? I want my shot. You know, The thing that I loved man, the he was fired up was he, after he screamed at them, walked away, went to go to his cornerman for a minute, and then came running back <laughs> and was screaming, give me yeah. my title yeah. shot. Give me my title shot. Yep. And they're saying they're going to give him his title shot. They're better after this. But he's still sitting behind freaking uh, uh, Alistar in the rankings. The people that make these rankings are freaking idiots. They really are. They're, they're, they're media uh, outlets that sit behind. You know what? I don't even think half of them watch the fight. I think they just get the rundown of uh, what yeah. happened afterwards and say, This guy oh, should be here. Well, he won, so he's better, right? You know, and not even that. Sometimes, like, well, he kind of won, but this guy won better. So, I mean, it's just they—they they don't. Uh, as everyone, as as it's been pointed out to me by by several people before, including Brendan Schaub and some other some other guys, when it comes out of the rankings, one and two are about the only thing they ever are definite on and right, and then the rest of it's just yeah, everyone else can scroll throwing darts yeah. on the board. Yeah, Un- unbelievable. And it makes no sense. And, and no, I, I don't know which outlets do it, but I know I know it's a it's a conglomerate of media outlets. There's a lot. That's of how them. it's described. There's a lot of them. There are guy, I I think I don't know if he still does or not, but I I know Eric used to from where the word used to um, submit submit what are, his opinions on. I don't. I think he stopped, but he may still do it. But I know he used to because he's <laughs> talked about it on the show. Um, as a me- member of the media, they, they he had a, a vote for the for the rankings. But yeah, I don't care where he's ranked at. Steeping needs that. Yes, shot. I don't yeah. want to see Alistair no. fight Fabricio. I want to see Stipe fight. I want to see him get a shot. He's earned it. 
He just defeated the former heavyweight champion of the world who was on a six fight win streak. Seven? Six? Four, yeah. Four, four, the, four of the UFC. I think he put together four straight okay. UFC and then whatever he was doing and the other organizations that gotcha. brought him in, I think it ended up being a seven total. I think it was, yeah. But yeah, he was on a... He had but a, a former heavyweight champion as well. Exactly. You know, you never, you can't take that away from anybody. Whenever anybody has a belt and they become a champion, they're a champion for, for life. They're always going to have that that area where they say, former heavyweight champion, this person fought, you know. Yeah, forever he will be known as the champ, as the former champ. Being a guy um, who is in love with old school, me, uh, <laughs> when Andre was starting to put this together, I'm like, man, this is so cool to see, yeah. to see a guy that I watched a, over a decade ago, you know, who the wasn't re- as prime then. The resurgence. It's another prime you example. Know? He moved camps and started doing right. something different and, yep. and got a resurgence. But like I was saying in the show last week, um, it's... His most impressive win since he's been back in the UFC is that fight over Travis Brown and the Bigfoot fight. Travis Brown more so. Tra- Travis Brown absolutely is the, is the most impressive out of all of them. But he still knocked out Bigfoot as well. Yeah. But out of the four, it was terrible fight with Bernard Shaw. Yeah. Lost the fight. Bad judging gave him the fight. Yeah. Beat the crap out of Bigfoot. Yeah. Who, who holds a win over Alistar over right. right ahead of him? Yeah, yep, exactly. Beat up Brent, or beat up Travis Brown, which I think that had a lot more to do with his corner, uh, knowing what Brown exactly knowing yeah. Brown's strengths and knowing yeah. Brown's weaknesses. I mean, he spent very little time at that point transitioning from Jackson to training with freaking Edmund Rodas and Rodas Camp. And Greg Jackson and Mike Winklejohn knew everything about the kid because yep. he spent all that time with them. So that that but that fight wasn't. I was impressed. It was a great fight, oh, a yeah. fun, exciting yeah. fight. But not something I hang my hat on as oh well that that's Andre. He's back. The fight with Frank Mir was terrible. Yeah. So I didn't have a lot of hope for him coming into this fight. Honestly, it, it, I would have been shocked if he won it. Stipe, I just. Freight trained him. I thought he was oh going God, to freight yes. train him, and he did. You know, in a division that is aging, like the heavyweight division, where um, all the contenders are 35-plus. Right. Um, Steve Bay Miocic is a breath of fresh air. Come through. He's got explosiveness. He's got great reach. He's got great technique. Uh, he's got the power to knock out yeah. anybody. Um, it kind of reminds me of uh, like when King came in. Came yeah, with a breath of fresh air. Yeah, exactly. Because you had he wasn't he wasn't the two hundred and sixty five pound muscle bound guy. He was smaller. You know, Kane only came in at like two thirty five right. at the weigh ins. You know, he was quicker, he was faster, but he he had a lot of grind and a lot of power and a lot of cardio, which at that point the the heavyweights weren't known to no, have. No, other than you Brock. Know. I mean, right, Brock was Brock Randy. They were the the, the ideal cardio machines in right. the heavyweight division. Everybody else, I mean. And then, you know, and we've seen Brock's cardio go away with diverticulitis where, yeah. he, you know, he just he didn't have anything because his disease took it away from him. And and Kane was that guy that was kind of the prototype of the new heavyweights. Right, that, that new generation. Yeah. And Stipe, I mean, Stipe's, a lot of his weight comes from his height. You know, he's a, he's he's a, a tall guy. guy. He's a big man. If he was, you know, a few inches shorter, he'd be in that prototype 235, exactly. you know, speed and power and everything, but, you know, he's he's heavier because he's taller. 
and he's got reach, and I mean, he's he's he'd be a perfect heavyweight champion for the division. I don't know if he could beat Purdue. I don't talk. know if he could beat Purdue either. That's, a, that's talk a talk for another day. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> um, I mean, Purdue I, ideally still has to get past Cade, and anything can happen. I still don't. I don't <laughs> feel. I mean, well, that that well, that's we'll another talk about discussion that. about. We'll have yeah. it like month. But so. this one right here, Stipe just flat out killed. Arlinski. Oh yeah. Congratulations and to Steve. He, didn't he just, deserves the title shot he's getting. He, and he didn't just kill Orlovsky in this fight. He killed Orlovsky's momentum. Yep. Uh, they're not going to look at Orlovsky. Now that Orlovsky has lost that one fight, they're not going to look at him as the as the train that was pushing forward to you know for what? another shot. Do Orlovsky Because Orlovsky would have got the title shot if he won this fight, yeah, I think. I do too. Do Orlovsky and, and Alistair. Sure. I'm fine with yeah, that. Yeah, that's great. Let's do that. Perfect. Fight. You know? Shake Shake that that one out right there, because I mean you still yeah you still got other guys lurking. I mean Alistair took care of Junior. Junior was always lurking, but yeah. nobody wants to watch Cade Junior four. Oh my gosh! Nobody Please wants no. to see him get the crap beaten out of by Fabricio. So I I would love Andre and uh, Andre and Alistair next. I think that would be a good fight for them, and it'd be uh, fun to just get it. Get those two out of the way and shake out. And then if Alistar wins, then give him his title shot. Moving on to what I actually, what I said when we were talking last week about it probably would have been fight of the night had I thought not been was, for, yeah. for Robbie and yeah. and, and uh, Carlos. Uh, Lorenz Larkin and Albert Tumanoff. Tumanoff getting the decision. Uh, a split. A no. Sorry, I have to look again. Yeah, it was a split. We it had, was. It was a split decision. One, one giving it to Larkin, yeah. and two giving it to Tumanoff. I, I mean, man, just two guys that stood up and traded again. No yeah. takedown yeah. attempts. There was a couple attempts, but it was they were stuffed, and they were they were not. There was two attempts on each guy, and but they weren't they weren't dedicated attempts. No, I think they, they were, were just, more positioning. Yep. Um, they were just in the clicks, lurking. One guy would try to go for a takedown. Yeah, drop down for a knee and go for a single or something. This, they, were, they were in vain. No. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 this the fight vain. is the, the story of this fight, I think, was was Larkin's kicks. <laughs> his leg kicks were just disgusting. Yeah, and I love leg kicks. He love leg, leg kicks. kicked the shit out yeah. of Tumanoff's legs. You could see the damage. I posted a picture uh, and an article on our Facebook page of Tumanoff's leg Afterwards, and it was oh. a, it was a, it was a, it was chopped meat with bruises and pain. Yep, it was bad. He beat the hell out of his Absolutely. leg. Absolutely. So the, oh. yeah, the the story was Larkin's kicks versus Tumanov's body shots. And Tumanov is such a, a a tough, tough man. He was getting these shots to the side and towards the liver area of Larkin's yeah. body. It was because Larkin was trying to defend it. He had that. That the arm, elbow. his elbow and yeah. stuff against his body, but Tumanoff was finding that one spot. Yeah, there was there was a small, you know, it was, it was like bullseyeing a womp rat. There was a small, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was a small little opening, and Tumanoff had laser eyes, and he seen it every single time that slight adjustment of the defense came up. He and he it. wasn't just throwing single body shots. He was throwing combos where right. he was going yeah. going up bing, bing, to the bing, body bing. with the head jab or with the hook and jab. And when you got to defending that and just and that's what gave him that opening was Larkin was adjusting his hand enough to try to protect his face. 
It was and like, then two, dude, the body shots he was hitting, the power he well, was throwing to those body yeah. shots hurt me watching this fight. Absolutely. Every time he landed that, I was just like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm yelling out, you know, I'm watching the fight with my cousin and, and, and a couple buddies, and I'm just yelling out every time he lands one of those body shots. Jesus Christ, what the hell? Right. That would, and if you look at the numbers, they were almost identical. Yeah. They both threw about 200 strikes. They both landed about 75, 70, 75. Um, you know, they, they threw, um, you know, the leg kicks and the body strikes. It wasn't, they didn't, you know, they couple of attempts at a takedown, but it wasn't anything big. These guys just wanted to uh, display their toughness. You know, there was, that, uh, there was no... tried some really good high kicks. Yeah. That were, I mean... That was a striking it display. It was a great striking fight. I mean, it was fun. I, this is the one I need to go back and rewatch again just for the fun of it. I did, yeah. I, I had it. I rewatched a, a few of the fights. Obviously, like I said, I watched Robbie and Condit three times sure. for research purposes. But this one, I just want to go back, and I probably will tonight, just go back and watch for the fun of it. It was just that fun of a fight to watch. These two guys stood up and said, screw it. We are going to throw yeah. bombs and throw kicks at each other until one of us can't stand Let's see anymore. who's tougher. And uh, they were both they tougher. Were, yeah, oh yeah. yeah. And Tumanov yeah. just came out of his striking. His fist striking was just a little more damaging, a little more effective. And he controlled the things. The fact that he stood up on that leg... Yeah, it continued to put weight on it, pivot on it, uh, use it as a power with it, man. Hats off to Albert. Unbelievable, tough, tough son of a bitch. He mentally blocked out stuff. I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised, you know. And I didn't see much of it. I wasn't surprised we couldn't walk the next day. Oh yeah, he probably got wheelchaired out of the hospital. Had to. I mean, once once that adrenaline fell off, and then you know, it's always more painful the next day. Trust me, I know. and when he woke up that next day in that bed, and he looked down at that mangled like leg and tried to put some weight on it, like, help me to the bathroom. Yeah, crawl um, into the bathroom, because cause Larkin kicked the crap out of both of his legs. Right. Because he would have, at times, tried to change his stance up a little bit to try to take some shots on another leg to get pressure off that leg. Right. And to, or Larkin lit it up. I mean, these were two guys we knew what yeah. we were going into with this fight. Yeah, we, we, we said that. We said it uh, last. It. We said it last Absolutely. week that that two went off Larkin was was the fight to watch, and uh, you know it, it was a fight to watch, and it was an incredible fight to build. And uh, I'm excited to watch both these guys again. Wherever they go next, the uh, uh, Larkin or Tumanoff, they're they're in for they're in for good things. Um, uh, Larkin sort of on display, and I'm, I'm a great, I'm a big Tumanoff fan. Yeah. Uh, more so, I mean, I was going into it, but more so now that I've seen that toughness in, uh, in him. Agree. Both these guys won me over. It was a great fight, and I will be watching it again tonight just for the fun of it. This one right here, the surprise fight of the night, I think, to me. Um, Diego Brando losing Brian Ortega in the third round. Getting a submission. It's pretty late, right? The it, it was, thought, okay, a little more than halfway. A little more than halfway in. Okay, but uh, I mean, for the most part, Daniel Brando controlled this fight. Yeah, yeah. And we said that that Brando probably was going to do dominate this yeah. fight. And I knew he would. You know, if nothing else, I knew he was going to dictate the flow. Yep. It was going to be Brando. Was going to be the captain of this fight. He was going to dictate where it went, how it went, and it was going to be up to Ortega to respond accordingly, and he did. And he did. I mean, beautifully. Yeah. The third round, 
not only catching him in submission, but catching him in a chain of submissions and transitioning beautifully. Catches him first into a choke, goes to transition that to the guillotine. Mm-hmm. But when he got into the guillotine, this is what I was talking about earlier with you. When he transitioned from the front to on to, to trying to get into the mount position, most guys go straight into the mount, both hooks in, yep. and that's how they finish it. Ortega never did. He left that one leg. He put the one hook in. The other hook he left kind of positioned over or out of over Brandau's shoulder. So when Brandau went to roll through it, he already had that leg on that shoulder, which ended up being the one that came across the head. All he had to do was adjust his leg a little bit and slap that other one over the top of it. Yeah. And he had that triangle. It was it, it was foresight. Yeah, it, it was. It was. was. He knew. I didn't see it until my second time watching it. Through. Yeah. Because I did watch this fight a second time uh, as I was fast-forwarding through the card to get to the main events. But, uh, yeah, that was what I picked up on the second viewing of this. was uh, Wow, this kid this kid knew that Brandon was going to try to fight and roll through the, the guillotine, so he never committed fully to it. You know, they, when he did the, the interview afterwards, his, his, his name is T-City. Yeah, that Triangle City. I didn't man. realize that it meant Triangle either. City. You know, I like, did not like, either. Man, I love my triangles, man. I'm going to do them every time. And, uh, not only did he... And so, yeah... He slapped that triangle on beautifully. Not only did he just slap it on beautifully, but then he took it, hooked his leg with his arm, and turned his body to create even more pressure oh, on the triangle. So beautiful. And that was when, when Brando cho- or tapped out. If you are not a fan of jiu-jitsu, first of all, what the hell is wrong why with are you, you? Why are you here? Yeah, you you got to <laughs> reevaluate why you're here. You should probably just think about watching boxing. But if you can't, even as a non-jujitsu fan, if you can't appreciate the the beauty, I guess is the word that I'll use to describe this, because it was, it was beautiful jujitsu, fluid, and it was like dancing to him. Yeah, it was, you know, it was, it was so perfect. It was like transition. He's seen he's seen that in his head, you know, two minutes earlier. Exactly. And he just walked over to it and he moved it and he put it, he set it upright and it was yeah the fact know. that he never fully committed to that to that guillotine by trying to put both hooks in he left that hook over that shoulder because he knew something was going down because that's pretty much you know one of the first defense especially when you get to your back as you try to roll out of it yeah without exposing your back right right yeah. right and he was just—he was super smart to leave that over there because he knew he'd be able to roll right to the triangle, and it was beautiful. It was great jujitsu, man. It I want to see more of him. I, I want to see a lot more of him. And we both said, man, who knows with Ortega? Because we didn't know a lot. It was—it was, was, was quite an unknown to us. He could show up, and it would be his night, and it was. He showed up, and it was his night. He weathered the storm. That game's a game fighter, man. Diego Brando is never anyone to just say. Eh, we're gonna have a powder puff night. You know, we're yep. gonna walk through this guy. It's gonna be an easy payday. Here, if you walk into a fight with Daniel Brando like that, you're gonna get your head knocked off. Exactly. Great fight. Great, great display of jujitsu on Brian Ortega's part. And I'm, I'm oh, I can't wait for more from him. I want to see. I want to see a lot more of what he is. The uh, the first fight of the main event, uh, Abel Trujillo gets the sub over Tony Sims. Uh, doesn't even give it. It was in the first round. Yeah, it was give so us. quick. I mean, he, he 
there was, Sims was outmatched. He was completely outmatched strength-wise, speed-wise, technique-wise. He didn't have anything to say yeah, this on was, a fight level to Abel Trujillo. This was not the fight I would want to fight Abel Trujillo coming off those losses. Pissed off. Oh, my gosh. Motivated. And, and, we, and he did. He, he performed. Yes. Great, great on Abel Trujillo to, to step up. Know that you have to step up and do something and, and do it. His last loss was... Yeah, that was... You know. Whatever. <laughs> um, Tony Sims. Uh, sorry, Tony Sims. Yeah, Tony you, Sims. You just looked like you did a lot of behavior that night. Man. You were meat to a lion. Yep. And uh, you know, I, I was, I, I was surprised that he submitted him. I thought, I mean, I thought maybe he was going to come there with like a, a hot head and just try to beat the living piss yeah, out of him. Yeah, just steamrolling. But he kept his cool and he went in to win instead of just you know let out aggression where you know. As his nickname says, the dude's a killer. And so I, I thought, I thought, I thought maybe we'd see something like that. You know, uh, you know a, a pissed off Abel in there. You know, thinking, you know, yeah, see, he I'm not going to let him screw me out of this. But I'm just going to beat the piss out of him and walk home. Yeah, he he was a professional. Yeah, great fight, great fight. Let's talk about prelims a little bit. The return of Mayday McDonald. Technical difficulties. There we go. Katihara. With a performance of the night. Very, yeah, great submission. I still cannot believe he got on. Katihara had him in a deep, yes. yeah. deep submission. And then all of a sudden, I blink, and McDonald's got his freaking back, and he <laughs> chokes him unconscious. I think I missed I had to watch the second time through. I think I missed that transition because, again, I blinked as well. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I think I, I, I might have looked down to him to add a tweet or something. And I came up and, oh, Donald won. How the hell did that happen? You know, of course, we see it on the replays, but, you know, trying to see how fast it, came, it, it unfolded. Wow. Yeah, because, I mean, Kanehara had him, had him deep in that show. And, and, and Dana's talking about McDonald being like a like comeback fighter of the year kind of kind of guy. McDonald, uh, I don't know, did he get injured or something? He was out for like two years. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was injury or I'm pretty uh, sure personal it was issues. But he he's been gone for a while, and um, Kanihara uh, came in striking heavy. He thrown a lot, very. And uh, I mean, he, he, McDonald's just patient. He's he's patient. He's waiting to pick his spot. And like I said, it's so damn quick. It was so quick. It got him performance of the night anyway. And um, I don't know where he goes now, but uh, uh, I don't know anything of, of Kanihara of. How he's gonna come off this loss? But you know, at the at the post fight show, Dana White was quite highly spoken of Michael McDonald as as a person and as a fighter and a comeback fighter. And I think he's got you know I think he sees in something in Michael McDonald that maybe we haven't been able to see because we haven't had a lot of time to see it. I think he sees something. Um, in the kid, where he's got you know, you know, dollar signs in his eyes because the kid's going to continue to be a great fighter. I saw that in his 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 fight intelligence and his awareness of nothing else, of being able to pick a spot and knowing exactly how far to go and when to go and take the win for uh, a big win on a big card for the returning Michael McDonald. Yeah, it was great to see him back. 
I've uh, been off for, for quite a long time. Um, I mean, he's fought some big big names in the sport. So, it's uh, it was a right-handed injury. And that right-hand was, injury, yeah. okay. It was a right-hand injury coming off of the uh, the uh, Uriah Faber fight. Okay, okay. Yeah, I was sharing. I found it finally on the internet. Um, we'll, we'll cruise through these uh, the rest of these prelim cards. Uh, fights to get to the, uh, the the fight on Fight Pass that everyone's been talking about. Yes. So, uh, Alex Moreno gets the win by decision over Kyle Noke. Yeah. Noke looked like absolute crap. Yeah, this wasn't, wasn't pretty. No. Nope. wasn't a great fight uh, by other guy, really. No, it was not a great fight, period. Um, just kind of a snoozer. Yep. But uh, yeah, Alex but... wins. Good on him. Don't think it really... Pushes anyone up or down? No, and it hurts Noke. I mean, Noke was <laughs> Noke was on a good little streak and a couple yeah. wins, you know, putting together some impressive stuff, and he just flatlined. So I'm sure that's going to hurt him a little bit. Uh, uh, the uh, the just, ladies. Yep, the ladies. Ladies got it out. The, got it on that night, and uh, Justine Kish. Some of you may remember her from uh, originally supposed to be on the Ultimate Fighter. Season with Ronda and Misha, and uh, she made it into the house, was a contender, and then they gave her the boot because she had a knee injury. Knee injury, that's what it was. Yeah, she had a, she had yep. a torn ACL. Oof. She was trying to fight. She was ready to fight. Yeah, you can't on a torn. I've torn that thing, and you, you can't fight on a torn yep. ACL. You so. can't. There's there's no. You, you can't pivot. You can't put uh, strength down. And whenever you put anything down, your knee will do this. Yep. You know, if you got a tornado, there's no stability. Like they can see this. I'm doing the, I'm doing the fish bubble. It um, it'll, it moves like a t- uh, fish's tail in water. When you have a torn ACL, there's no stability there, so it'll it'll pivot back and forth even if you don't want it to. When you put weight down on it, sounds like a man who's had some experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, had <laughs> <myself>. <laughs> I've torn that thing twice. It's not ugh, fun. Ugh. But she looked strong here. Strikes were strong. She did. She looked very strong. Her, she was in the game, throwing strikes, throwing bombs, looking to try to finish the fight. Took her down three times. Yeah. Out of ten attempts. Yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, that's. that's I'm not saying that as, as a bad thing. Attempting ten takedowns is good because it means she's constantly on it. She, she was a bulldog in this fight. She was constantly trying to do everything to win. And she had, you know, unanimous decision. One, two, two other judges gave her all three rounds. And, yeah, thirty twenty seven. You, know, um, you know, this is a little closer than I think some of the judges. I did too, but uh, I mean, um, she still outright won the fight. But yeah, she did win the fight. I mean, when you got a girl that's throwing one hundred and seven and landing ninety two significant strikes, it's a little closer than what they kind of yeah thirty twenty seven round or thirty twenty seven fight. Yeah, again with that scoring. The first fight of the uh, the episode prelims, Drew Dauber uh, making making work of Scott Holtzman. It was uh, uh, there was nothing that really came out of the fight that was great. Um, see. Uh, it's hard to say because it was like it was a vanilla fight. It yeah. was it was a fight, and they fought hard, um, but they didn't. Show, neither of them really showed a lot of pop. It wasn't flashy, you know. No, but there were takedowns, five to two takedowns. Yeah. I mean, he attempted fourteen, but there so, was a yeah. lot of takedown laying on top. Of exactly, trying to do you know. So, um, I think both of them are young. They're young kids. They're young guys. 
um, they need a lot more training and a lot more experience. And maybe you know, maybe in two three years when we're doing this, we come down the line and and you know, Trudeau is fighting for a title. Who you know, he's really expanded himself. Yeah. We might we might be able to say you know, hey, I remember when when they first started up. But exactly. they both need some seasoning before um, I'm going to say anything more about any of their performances, good or bad. I agree. I agree. This fight right here, man. Oh, this. You know, let's talk about the most watched fight on Fight Pass yeah. history. You know, I uh, um, smart move on the UFC's part, might I say, because we talked about this last week. How why in the hell was this fight on Fight Pass? Yeah, this fight should have been on the main card. Absolutely. And, and the, we see why it was on Fight Pass. It was very smart move on the UFC's part. Oh man. my gosh! Yes. Draw the yeah. attention to Fight Pass. Get people to subscribe to it because you got a big fight coming up soon on Fight Pass with with Silva and and Bisping being exclusively on Fight Pass only. So well, you know what what happened uh, here is uh, I have I've torn up my shoulder and scheduling for surgery in a, in a couple of weeks and I, I had a little green medicine. Because my, my shoulder was killing me. And I sat down in my chair getting ready to watch the fight. Um, and getting ready to Chromecast off of Fight Pass. And I was a little woozy. So I, I kicked my head back to sleep. And I woke up to bing, bing, bing. And I looked at it. And I was like, you, you got to watch that fight. It's so fucking bloody. <laughs> I was like, oh, I missed it. You know, and that was the only, you know, I missed the, the early prelims because I kind of nodded off. Yep, I do. I little, remember waking uh, you up. <laughs> a little bit of mess. I was like, well, go back and watch this, <laughs> these other couple of prelims fight. I'm oh, not the kind of boring. So if you I can turned watch on it, fight go. pass uh, after after the fights were concluded, and after I watched the post fight show, I went back and I watched these two and holy shit, that was a great fight! Oh, so fun! Wow, so fun! And Dustin Poirier, you know, gets the unanimous decision. Yeah. Um, the one thing I wanted to touch on on this that kind of pissed me off a little bit, and it's not even a judging issue anymore, but it it's another referee issue. Second round, I believe it was, Duffy gets Poirier into a knee bar or a heel hook. Yeah. A, a fairly deep one. Mm-hmm. Poirier goes and grabs the fence. Yes. That prevents Duffy from being able to finish it. Nothing. <clears throat> nothing right. was done about it. Yeah. Yeah. Something, something needs to be done. This, it shouldn't even be an argument anymore. It's an automatic point. Yeah, you know it's uh, there's there's some some refs out there that are quite good about you know if if you use the cage to gain the advantage they take it away. Yep. You know if you use the cage to avoid being put in into a, a position they give them the position. It's getting to the point now where some some of the refs they don't even rec- they just go don't do that. Yeah, stop it. Give me a break. Get your That's, hand off the cage. Yeah. Don't grab the cage. And then, and you Five guys, times, you know, tell him, get your hand off the cage. You guys can't see cage. me making the motion as the referee smacks their hand <laughs> off the cage. But that's what they do. They, yes. they smack their hand off the cage. Stop. It's, it's, you got you to tighten, tighten this cage grabbing up a little bit because it's, it's a big deal when someone's about to, to grab your knee and twist it into a pretzel, and you use that cage, you grab that cage to pull off from it yep. and escape from it. That's not why the cage is there. No. It's not there for you to grab onto and use. It's I mean, you can, you you can use your, your back for leverage or whatever it gives to, but you can't grab it and climb on it. Right. You know, this, isn't, this isn't a cage fight in, in WWE. You can't climb the fence. 
Exactly. Stop it. Yeah, this is you know? yeah, this is a hell of a sell. No, no, this is ridiculous. This is a real fight. You, you, you gotta. The refs have to be more aggressive, and in what they do because it, it can cost people fights. And it, it, I don't think it it cost. I mean, it may have it may maybe have, may have cost Duffy a submission. Maybe. But it, it it wouldn't have it would have changed the tide of the fight in, in the aspect that it would have been thirty twenty seven it would have been yeah. twenty nine twenty eight right it should have gotten the point should have been yes, taken agreed the point should have been yeah. taken and that's my complaint about the fight other than that I mean it's oh, pure man. pure domination yeah. by Dustin Poirier yeah smart move on his part to take it to the ground yeah where he's he's a, a more dominant top fighter Joe Joe Duffy standing up is a tough. Tough guy. Yeah. You know, he's, he's, an, Irish, first he's an Irish player. And I thought Poirier got knocked up a little the first round. Yeah. He ended up winning the round. But I thought Joe Duffy rang his bell a little bit and said, hey, I'm here. You kind of look like CM Punk in that picture. A little bit. Just checking. It looks like we might be able to talk about him pretty soon. After yeah, fight, I'm looking so. forward to that. Uh, but that was my only complaint <laughs> with this fight. Otherwise, the I mean, most watched what, fight. What a on, fight, man. On, what a uh, fight. On fight pa- in fight pass history. Yeah, I was so the short short history of fight pass, <laughs> but still nonetheless. I, I was mean, great to see that for both of them because I liked them both. I think they're both fun to watch. I, I think do too. they're both great fighters, and I thought they both put on a hell of a fight. And I was I was glad to see them get that accolade. Yeah, I really you know, like Dustin. You know, a fight that that we said should have been a main card fight ends up being. You know the the most watched right. ever on there. Good, Great on the good, UFC. Good for them to to bring attention to Fight Pass and get people subscribing. So that and that was my only negative aspect of that yeah. fight was that that move on the judges or the the rest and, part. Other than that, great. Uh, there was a couple other Fight Pass uh, prelims. Um, uh, so, Tanaka and Joe Soto. This fight we just talked about before we went on the air. This is another. This is more of an egregious judging mistake, I think, than the Lawler Condit fight. Yeah. Four times Joe Soto had Tanaka in in some deep submissions. In legitimate submissions. He yeah. held him in the Goga Plata for like two minutes. Yeah. And nothing came of that in his favor and, uh, in the judges' eyes. I mean, two judges gave it was it twenty It's twenty nine, twenty eight. Yeah, it's a 29-28 Tanaka. And then a 29-28 for Soto. And I... I and I, I, I would have given it the win to Soto. Absolutely. Um, two rounds to one, uh, based on the fact that they need to allow legit legitimate submission attempts to be part of their grappling status Control. when it comes to uh, the judging. Yep. Because submissions are grappling. Grappling is submissions. Yeah, very much you so. Know, I grapple you because I want to get you to the ground and either punch you to death or submit you. You know, and those are the only two reasons why I grapple you. Right. So yeah. if submissions aren't a part of grappling, then grappling isn't a part of the sport. Absolutely. There is a huge difference between a guy taking a guy down to the ground and holding him down there for, for two minutes. Yeah, just laying on him. And a guy who has you in a Freaking yes. moves that can separate your shoulder exactly. for two minutes. You know, if, I'm, if, I'm, if I've got you, you know, you're struggling through an arm bar, I'm still in a submission. I'm trying to do it. I've got you in place. I just exactly. need to cinch it. And he gets out. That's one thing. It's still in a submission attempt. That's still part of grappling. It still should be a... It's still control. It just should be one of the biggest parts of grappling. It's control. And control. And octagon control as well. Um, but to not to give him points 
for submission attempts it's a, is it's a robbery. It was. It was back to garbage. back to the the thing of man. They they have to overhaul this thing. Uh, Soto Soto was robbed of a fight on this one, unfortunately. Um, yeah, like I said, this is much higher of a robbery than uh, than we were at for Carlos and Robbie by far. And uh, opening up the show, Sheldon Westcott with a knockout over Edgar Garcia. So here is an example of where I was talking about a thing should be a, could could be a 10 0 round. Yeah, Garcia did nothing. No, nothing. Absolutely nothing. nothing. Landed one total strike. Exactly. Westcott just, only attempted three. Right. Westcott took him to school out out of the schoolyard and beat the piss out of yep. him. This this is would be if this round would have ended. It would have been an example of what should have been a ten zero round. Exactly. I don't know. I don't know what happened to Garcia. Um, if he was hurt, if he was scared, if uh, but you know UFC jitters got to him, butterflies. He looked. Terrible. I have no clue what happened, but he didn't show up like a professional fighter. He didn't belong in that cage at all. No. I, I hopefully that changes for him. I hate to see anyone lose their career or whatever. Yeah. But if this was a moment f- where you got to shine, he went dark. Exactly. Figure it out. Figure out whether or not you want to be a fighter at that point. Because you didn't look like... You look like a guy on tough trying to get into the house that got smoked. It was terrible. A big win for... Well, a win for Westcott. Yeah, a good win for Westcott, <laughs> nonetheless. Yeah. You know. So that, that, that rounds out our card. What'd you think overall of the card? Overall? Uh, it was I was good. Say this. Put the scoring issues aside. Right, right. And don't oh, let's just look at the fights. Absolutely. Overall, I was happy. I, I was very happy with Money this. well spent. Yep. Dude, between the larkin Tubinoff fight, a great knockout by Stipe, a, you know, that's what yeah. you want in a heavyweight fight. I didn't want a three-round dance. No, I didn't, even, I I didn't two, want to see him like that. Either. I wanted two giants to go in there yep. and throw down. Exactly. That's and what I got I it. I got it. Yeah, Todd um, and Lawler, you could do that fight again tomorrow. No doubt, and you're getting my no money. No doubt, uh, Ortega showed me a lot. That's so beautiful jujitsu, man. As yeah. someone who loves watching competition jujitsu, I mean, yeah. I'll I'll go on and watch the EBI Invitationals when when I can on YouTube. Just, no doubt, just to watch some yeah. of the best no gi jujitsu that there is. You know, and, and it was great. Abel Trujillo put on a good performance. The McDonald Kaihara fight was good. Good on McDonald. The UFC is, uh, Dana White specifically is quite high on on his return. Yeah, they're very happy to see him come back. And he was he was he was a he showed me a lot of intelligence. He was a smart fighter. Westcott, yeah. you know, with a dominating win. Joe Duffy and and, and Poirier. Poirier and Duffy, mean, a plus. You know, yeah, you know. top to bottom, not the greatest card no. in the world at all. No, but zero complaints. No, I don't have I, any other than other than yeah. the things we touched on. Yeah. As a card overall, yeah. I got no complaints. I got no complaints with the fighters. Fun. You know, I got no complaints with the fighters in the fights. Yeah, you know, a couple of criticisms for like Garcia Lots and those fun. guys to kind of step up their game. This is the UFC. This isn't a uh, uh, local area where you can get by and just being a, a, a street fighter. Right for a card that had a lot of decisions, there weren't decisions. I was angry because they were boring decisions. I. My anger was about the judging at that yeah, point. Yeah, that but, was a story for me, too. But the decisions, it wasn't one of these nights where I was like, God damn it. All these stupid, boring decisions that drug... Even, and the fights ended early. 
I mean, they were done by 12.30. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Which generally, I mean, these last Especially few cards... Especially when you go five rounds on a, on a flight. Yeah, that's 25 well, minutes plus breaks. I mean, even in the last card, the Connor, Connor and Aldo weren't even coming out until 1 o'clock in the morning. Right, yeah. These guys Imagine were, if that, you know, that would have went five, it would have been, you know, after the post-fight show, I wouldn't have been going to bed till 3.30, 4 o'clock. And I did, I stayed up for Connor, and then I stayed yeah. in the boss post-fight. And their post-fight was was delayed yeah. for like 45 minutes, you know. Yeah, and then I, I made it to the, I watched the post-fight on Evis 1, went to the post-fight press conference, like that one I stayed up for. This this was fun. Yeah, you know, These decisions were fun fights to watch. Good card, great job by Joe Silva and Sean Shelby. They did Dana a great White. job. Good, good fights to watch, and you know the things we talked about. Bring let's make some changes. Let's fix it so that the sport can be better. Yeah, you know we got no fights coming up this weekend. Nope. Uh, we, we'll break down uh, Dillashaw. Yeah, and, we'll, and, we'll and Dominic, Dillashaw that next week. You know, uh, and uh, that'll be a Sunday card. You know, for a man that's got to go up and work yeah, Monday well, morning, why are we doing uh, this on Sunday? Yeah, we'll talk about you know, that. Think week. about that for next week. How bad do you want to uh, complain be, about that I'm one? I'm going to be angry. Uh, but great card. I loved it. Fun. Fun. Loved that's it. my word for this card. It was just It was a lot fun. of fun. It was a lot of, oh, moments. Yeah, a lot of, oh, my God. Holy <laughs> shit. Wow. Oh, oh, God. Oh, how is he yeah. still standing? Things like that. It, it was fun. I enjoyed myself. Uh, we got a little bit of news to, yeah. to, before we leave. A uh, few few stories to touch on. Yeah, just uh, just to briefly touch on a couple things that we've that uh, picked up along the way. There was uh, there was actually a lot of news this week. And, well, I think uh, it broke late the last couple of days. That's the thing. It you was guys, a pretty quiet Monday till Wednesday afternoon. You guys realize that I make this, I make our formats on like Monday, so that it gives us like two, three days to rewatch the fights and study up, and then I'll usually put add in any news right around Tuesday or so, so we have a couple days. This stuff has been breaking all day, yeah. even today. I didn't see this story until I was out of work today. Yeah, uh, getting ready, you know, getting out of work to come over. I think maybe it was my last break or yeah. something. I was on the internet at 2 o'clock surfing, and I'm like, oh, whoa, okay. Yeah, when you got here, that's, I mean, the story, I'm sure the story broke before that, but when you got here, I was like, dude, SB Nation just broke this five minutes ago. Yeah. You know, I know it was probably out there before that, but I, it was it was literally done, like, they put it on Facebook, like, five minutes before you right. got I'm like, oh, we got to study this. Yeah. This has to be talked about. Right. So, let's, let's we're talking about... Uh, Donald Cerrone was among three fighters that were fined by the UFC for violating the Reebok outfit, uh, Reebok outfit policy. There, there you go. go. You got it. Let's just let's you know, just stumble all over that one. We know and have endlessly spoke about how stupid the Reebok policy yep. and the agreement with Reebok and the uniforms and everything is. Cerrone, there was three guys so far as of right now. Cerrone's the only one that came out, and UFC didn't release the name. Cerrone came out. No, on, yeah, Cerrone, Cerrone came out on his own. Said, said it was me. I was one of the guys because in his traditional Muay Thai trunks that he tries to wear, he tied in this family. Well, uh, he has this piece. It, it, what it is? It, the only reason I remember this from um, the Tap Out Show when Donald got discovered before he was in the UFC. Yeah, they went to. He used to wear this this set of Muay Thai shorts. His grandmother. Uh, took two pairs of shorts that he had and and sewed them together and mm-hmm. made this pair. And he fought all of his fights in them. Well, then when Tap Out came in, they wanted him to wear these Tap Out shorts. 
So they gave him the tap out shorts. His grandma took the other his Muay Thai pieces from his shorts and sewed them together. And he's always had this. It's gotten smaller and smaller as, as the years have gone on, but he's always had this piece of these Muay Thai shorts going back to the beginning of his fight career. The what is what is what is on the piece? Because I I, it, I can't remember. It's, it's like a logo of some sorts. That it's a logo from another company or yeah. or something. Nothing of major, it, and it's literally just it's a tiny. sliver of, yeah. of fabric, it's just a couple inches stitched into. It looks like where his where a it's traditional a, Muay Thai would flat split the flap yeah. on the leg. He has removed a piece and put in or sewed over whatever this piece of his old Muay Thai shirt. And it's something that he does to you know honor his family and his grandmother and, and people. It's not. It, yeah, it's not his getting, grandma made the original shorts. This for isn't him. something that he's promoting for another company. You know, he's not trying to put a, a, a sponsorship through. It's for, a piece of luck for him. Yes, it, it, it's it's, it's superstition. Fighters, fighters are a lot of fighters are notoriously superstitious. A lot of athletes. Period. Exactly. It's yeah. just an athletic thing. Some guys wear the same socks. Some guys don't shave. They wear the same yeah. socks or the same underwear. Same underwear. They, they wear their underwear inside out because they won uh, uh, pitched a no hitter that day. Exactly. You know, athletes are notoriously superstitious, and and this on top of the superstition, this honors his grandmother. This he's not getting paid by a company to do this. This isn't promoting Nike or, or some kind of yeah. uh, uh, competing sponsor. This is just a, a small piece of cloth for him for himself. And Reebok find Reebok uh, UFC find him on behalf of Reebok, Reebok for violating the policy. <sighs> Whatever. This is this is getting ridiculous. This is getting completely ridiculous. It's just another. It's just another log on the fire of why it's time to get the f out of this yeah. Reebok deal, man. They can't. There, there's no individuality anymore. There, no. There's. Uh, this is this is fighter in white shorts, fighter in black shorts. This is an This is like a Nazi army. Everyone has to be the same. Yep. Um, that's bad. That's terrible. And this is even worse, and especially for fans that aren't familiar with the fighters themselves. And a lot of times, you could identify guys by their shorts. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Sure. Uh, certain guys always add certain things on their. Rich Franklin always wore the pink, the pink. and brown. Yep. You know, you always knew Chuck always had the blue the, shorts. The, the ice blue. Iceman blue. Yep. Uh, Tito always had the white with the flames and stuff on him. You know. It's it's not anymore. Everyone, no. everyone looks the it's, same. It's literally black short with white yeah. and white short with, with black. The, the, the little thing. And if you pay attention, you can see on their ass. And the champions get some gold, a little gold. In yeah, the they get the little champion uh, ambassador. And it's yeah. usually just... Their their walkout jersey is right. gold, and their shorts have a little bit of gold on them, but it's still black and white. It's very blah. I hate this. It's very boring. If you don't know who's fighting, you have to you have to try to guess based on. Okay, this guy's box is white with black lettering, and this guy's box is black with la- black letter or white lettering on the screen. Wow. How much more generic can you get? Or you happen to, to glance at their ass and see the name across the back of it. That's the only way you're identifying fighters. Yeah. And if you're not somebody who's familiar with them, you're just a casual Buffalo Wild Wings fan or whatever you want to call it, and you're going, oh, who's who's this guy? Who's the guy in the black? Like, he looks like the same guy that we just watched. Yeah, or if it's two fighters you don't know, I mean, it's just stupid. I don't like He's it. got some kind of individuality exactly. and identity, man. Yeah. Um, if you don't want them just to, to have, like, 
KY Lube as a as a sponsor because you don't yeah, like it don't to fit the image. Condom, condom Depot. You know what? Make a list of acceptable sponsors exactly. and allow the fighters to go by that. You have a list of substances that they can't take. Yeah. Why not give them a list of you just you can't use this no. sponsor. I don't. I you don't. Can, no. You can be sponsored by this person and do things outside of it, but you can't have it on your fight gear. Yeah. Whatever. The, it's the, the, the corner flags. The corner flags are gone. Yeah, the corner flag. The, the the banners are gone. But then the freaking cage, the inside of the mat, looks like a goddamn NASCAR. I know it. There's everything's. You know they don't they don't want sponsors on the guys, but Harley Davidson. WWE 2K16, Budweiser, Monster. This last one was everywhere. that WGN, this new show that the guy from Sons of Anarchy is in. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ryan. Ryan Hurst. Yes. This, 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 his new show, that was all over the cage this week. They can do it. They're saying, well, we can do it, but right. you can't. Exactly. You know, you're you're going to take can... our Reebok stuff because Reebok's going to pay us. Yeah, and we're um, going to take more money from these other sponsors. It's taken away from the fighters. It's, it's ridiculous. And it, it doesn't man. look good. And Yeah, it's just, it's got to end. This this whole Reebok. You find regime. a man because he put a, a piece of, of cloth on his trunks to honor his grandmother. I hope his grandmother calls Dana and bitches at him. I do too. I hope I hope Grandma Cowboy lights him up. Yeah. Because you know, if Cowboy is that way, you know the way he is, he had to get it from someone. Exactly. She's got to be tough as nails, man. Fire. Maybe she should get in there, and whip some ass. Yep. This this whole thing is ridiculous. I don't like that's, it. And that's pretty much all I got to say about it. It's to find a guy for something stupid like that. It, it's. It's just time to change. This is stupid. Uh, You know, we talked about Carlos Condit thinking about contemplating retirement after a fight. Right. A lot of fighters do that. Just announced today. But we had one today that that did announce an actual retirement. Not a a legend. uh, No. Just a good good fighter. A good journeyman fighter. Absolutely. Martin the Hitman Catman hung up the gloves today. 33 years old. 33. Martin's, I mean, he hasn't fought in a while. He had been doing doing the head coaching thing uh, at Team Alpha Male. He took over for for Bang for a little while, and, and he's no longer doing that either. Yeah. Um, you know, Nothing, nobody's over there doing that. No, they're, back, they're back to coaching themselves. So That's good. I mean, take that how you will. Look at the last uh, two. Dillashaw was smart to get out of look there. Look at two out of the three of the last performances by Team Alpha Male Fighters. And you'll you understand know. why a head coach and head trainers are needed. Yeah. 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 Uh, Martin's been. I, mean, I liked Martin I as a fighter. He was never going to be the face of the company. No, but he was, was never going to be the face of his division. Fighter. But he was always going to go out there and and give a tough, tough performance every single time. Um, I I I know he's going to find a great home, training somewhere in some camp to help the young kids come along to see what it's like to be a true gritty, tough, uh, technical, great fighter. Uh, Dangerous hands. I yeah, mean, very. Oh God, can he throw? Great nickname. Love the hitman. I mean, he was he was a Dutch kickboxer, I believe. If I remember. Yeah, yeah, from Denmark. He was a Dutch Dutch kickboxer. Uh, sad to see the guy go in his prime. You know, thirty three years old does seem kind of young. Walking but, uh, away with a twenty and seven record in the UFC. That's a lot of fights. A lot. You know, that's... A lot. He's won 11 out of his 17 UFC fights. Um, He's had some, you know, a couple losses to Johnny Hendricks. Yeah. He had a loss to Carlos Condit. He beat Rick Story three times. Yeah. I don't know why they put Campman and Story together three times. But, I don't either. Uh, he beat Jake Ellenberger. He's beaten uh, Tiago Alves. 
Um, he's beaten a lot of, I mean, just great fighters. He's beaten a lot of other journeymen. Yeah. You know? He lost, his losses are to the upper echelon. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like so he, he wasn't going to crack, you know, like I said, he wasn't going to be the face of the company. Oh, he, he was, like, he was a good mid-tier but, fighter. Yeah, he was going to be, you know, rank 13, game to fight anybody, dangerous on any level, you know, he was going to be that. But, Maybe, but he's also that guy that wasn't going to make a lot of money either. He was the no. guy in the Reebok deal that's going to get 10 and 10. Yeah, yeah, he was. You could make uh, a hell of a lot more money coaching guys. Oh, absolutely. Than you are getting open 10 up and your 10 own camp. Fight. You know, right. he, could, he could open his own camp really if he wanted. I'm to. sure. I'm sure he made good money at Alpha Male. I, yeah, I mean, so I see him settling in down for a 20 year career as a coach, trainer, <laughs> pad man. You know, all a, a journeyman and. Where he was a journeyman in the fight game, now he's going to be a journeyman in the train game. Absolutely. You know, that's going to be a good spot for him. And it's you perfect. know what? It's a perfect uh, spot for him. And best of luck, and, and yeah. I hope you enjoy your retirement. Kid. We wish you, wish you the best of luck, Barton. Thank you for the years. Thank you for the good fights. Uh, yeah. Other news that broke just this sat- or last night. Um, so, we talked about this on the show many times after the fight, uh, whether what to do with Holly. You know, I said on, on, on our show that they, it's not that I didn't think that they, I, I know that they should book home in Rousey, right. and if they couldn't do it right away, they had to do something with home to capitalize on her win. Yep. And you did. They, I, I was in the, uh, I was in the camp of, uh, no, we waited out. Waited out. For Rhonda. Yeah, they had, and I still believe that they have to do that, um, because, if the longer they wait with... Rousey could sit out. Rousey was the kind of fighter where she could have sat out for a year and came back and she'd still sell 900,000 buys. Yeah. And she was always going to have that buzz. But Holm doesn't. And the more she sits out and doesn't do anything, um, the less and less value she has. I said at the time when they were looking at July, I said, that's, that's, per- that's fine. Might not even happen. I mean... Might not have even happened to that soon now. There's, no, there's but that was of, that was the date they were looking at yeah. was July, and that's what they were saying. They were saying the bot was going to happen in July. The bot was going to happen in July. So I, I was fine with that because I was of the mind in the business aspect of it. Your big money fight. You're not selling pay per views with, with Holly and and Nisha. You're you're just not. And they're not. Uh, they probably if they're the main event, they and, won't be. Uh, that's that's not smart. No. And a home home's not ready to main event yet. They won't. Um, be. They have to. They have to put this card. That as, I mean, they could co. Absolutely, you know, they could co. It's a championship fight. It has to be a co main event. Yeah. If it's gonna be a main event, it's got to be a free card. I mean, yeah. They. You she's can't. not. Uh, um, she's not pay per view no. ready yet. Um, she's she's got one. Uh, she's got a win over Ronda Rousey, and that's all that they're banking on. That's all that they're going by. There's one woman. In the UFC, that is that is able to carry in her line of pay per view, and that's Ronda. That Ronda. There is no yeah. other fighter, even Joanna. Joanna, who yeah. I, who, yeah. Joanna, who I love. I do too. Favorite, probably, we've talked about yeah. my favorite fighter. Oh man, love watching her fight. She's not ready. Her last, I mean, until she fought a co-main event, her fights have all been a freaking fight pass. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Holly. Holly, until she got in the main event with Ronda, was a mid Carter fighting, yep. you know, people like Raquel Pennington. Yeah, and uh, uh, you know, no, not a pay per view. She wasn't. Fight. She wasn't exciting either. Holly, uh, when she came in with her two wins, yeah, they were they, they were clinics, 
But, the, I mean, all it was was her out striking well, she, lost that, she lost a split decision to Raquel. Uh, that wasn't even a unanimous, yeah. so... I but, mean, they were, they were, like, they were kickboxing. She was a, being a kickboxer. Yep. I mean, it wasn't exciting. She was pat-papping. She was yeah. just doing bing, little... Bing, 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 so they announced that uh, that Holly Holm is not going to be fighting Ronda next. Right, and the, and the we, logical choice, I believe, is Misha Tate. The, it's the only choice, you know, really. There's you know, there's Kaz and Gano, and there's there's other people that are that are coming up um, and that, that are up there. But the money fight, if, if Rousey's not in the picture, the money fight's Misha. Exactly. You know. Well, Dana Dana Wade has confirmed it. Um, as of yesterday, as of last night, Dana White confirmed that Hollywood will fight before Ronda Rousey rematch. They have not said who it's going to be, but he announced it on UFC tonight, last night, Yeah, that she will fight. Uh, it's got to be Tate. She's the most deserving of the title shot. She, I agree. She's been passed over. She should have gotten the, a lot of people's opinion. Yeah, should've she should have had Holmes... Uh, Home spot to begin with, right. but you know Dana saw something at home. We saw something at home when she first came in. It was you know, and again, I didn't, I'm not saying I picked home to win against Rousey because I didn't. I picked Rousey 100. percent But when when Holly Holm came into the UFC, I, I sat and told the other guys that we watched. I was like, dude, she's she got to watch her. She's this is the same time that Cejudo came in. I said, dude, you got to watch him. Right. You know, there was just a couple of cats that came in at the time, and Holm was one of them. So you got to watch. She's, she's going to be a champ. Yeah, the same with Cejudo. It's like you got to watch Cejudo. He's going to be a champion. They both came in and they were started doing decision stuff, and and the people I was talking to were like, mm, they're just you know, they're decision fighters. They're no good. It's, you just give them a chance, man. Right. You know, give them a chance because they have talent that doesn't stop. Yeah, I mean, it's. But here's the, here's the problem with giving home someone else that isn't Rousey. What the hell happens when Tate knocks her out? And that's what I've been saying this whole time. What as happens? To why? When? Because you lose everything. I mean, Misha and Ronda again, it's going to sell because it's, it's Ronda. Because it's Ronda Rousey. But everybody who's seen those two fights and knows how They're it's going to They're going to know what's going to happen, yeah. I mean, yeah. We're still, I'm still going to pay for it, but it, it loses. You lose a lot of luster compared to even just the non-MMA fans of going, well, we got this fight with this, with this woman who yeah. beat... The, the best. To beat the woman. Beat the woman. She's the woman that beat the woman. Exactly. So that gets people talking, you know, the water cooler people at work yeah. where I'm standing around, you know, I got a guy that knows nothing about yeah. MMA, but he knows Ronda Rousey. He knows names. He knows a couple of names. He's yep. never seen a fight nope. in his life. He knows Ronda Rousey and a couple of people. He's seen some highlights on ESPN. Yeah, and we'll talk about it. And, and, you know, after the Ronda fight, he was like, who the hell's the girl that beat her, you know? <laughs> now he's like, okay, so we got the girl that beat Ronda Rousey. Yeah. I do, I still stand strong in the fact that they have to, they have to capitalize on that win, um, but they're, 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 it's, it's at their own peril. Yeah, I mean. If, it, if she loses, they lose everything anyway. It came down to basically Ronda needs more time off than, yeah. than and I think that's smart because don't let the company put, because I think the company was pushing Right, I think Dana was pushing her again. You know? Oh, I agree. Yo, go. That's that's, you, that's her cash cow, man. Yep, we yeah. need you at two hundred. Johnny, Connor, Ronda, cash cows. You know, exactly. You're pushing John, Johnny, you gotta be ready for two hundred. Johnny, Johnny, you gotta be ready for two hundred. Get, get off know? the coat, Connor. Bro. You gotta be ready whenever we call on you. Yeah, you know, Ronda, we gotta be. You know, and, and, and Johnny is, is. Well, Connor's pretty much now setting his own. 
Yeah. Shit. He's he's. <laughs> that's why Dana's not real happy with him. He wants to be the man. Although now they're saying there was a, a story that broke, and we don't really need to get too deeply into it. But now that he's saying he's interested in allowing Connor to try to be a multi-division champion, you're only interested because you know you don't have a choice anymore. Exactly. This, this guy is smarter. <laughs> Than any other fighter. Absolutely. As far as knowing what his worth is. Definitely. Knowing he has the power to make it yeah. happen. Well, so once he did everything that led up to that 13-second knockout, that 13-second knockout and, and win was the icing on the cake. He had everything put yep. in motion before that because the man is a business genius. Exactly. He's a genius. Exactly. So... It's good to see some fighters standing up and saying, you know, no. Like, Ronda saying, no, man, I need more time off before I'm going to go to this rematch. You know, uh, good. I hope they give it to Misha. She deserves a four-fight win streak. Yeah. Cat, Cat's got to fight somebody else. Cat's got to fight, period. Cat has to fight, period, exactly. That, too. I mean, her last win is over Misha. And that was two years ago or more. And this three. Now we're in 2016. Yeah, I think, probably, I think, was, yeah, no, I think, I think it was 13. It was. Uh, it wasn't. I think it was 13. It might have been early 14. Yeah. But, oh, okay. But, yeah. but it, it was still. Yeah. It was multiple years ago. Yeah. You took over a year she off has, oh, with your knee, and she had some other personal, personal issues, issues that yeah. uh, were, were devastating to yeah, her. Yeah, you yeah. know, the fact that she wants to fight anyway now, even after all that stuff right. happened, is still uh, uh, tremendous. Nothing but respect for the woman at all. Yeah. But do something. she got to do something. So but there's no, there's no, you know, when you look at there's no real other names up there right now because Ronda cleaned everybody out. Everyone, everyone else has looked at second best. You no, know? absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you can put her in there with Jessica I. She's a top yeah. contender. I mean, me should beat her last time, but... She's still hanging around there. Tate's the logic choice, logical uh, oh, uh, choice for your... If, if they you know. screw Tate over again, she's, she's good. <laughs> i sue him. She's going to jump shit. Because she's already talked about it. I think she doesn't have much left on her contract. Yeah. So, if they bail... She said, go, you know, I'll go fight Cyborg, going to catch weight. I've seen yeah. her say that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Holly... She, just, you know, she wants to fight, man. Yeah. She just well, wants to fight. She's been forever. You know, she, and she's healthy. Very much, you know. I mean, she's been sitting since the high fight. It's time. Uh, if I had to sit with Brian Carey all day, I'd be oh ready to fucking fight too. God, <laughs> that douche, that little little hobbit. He is he is a douche, and while he is a douche, I'm ultimately jealous. Of I'm him extremely jealous of because him. he's with Misha, and that's while the only reason why I hate her mouth sometimes, but her body and face oh, is just unbelievable. Amazing. Unbelievable. So, uh, speaking of Misha, let's talk about her girl, her yeah, her uh, protege. You know, there was uh, an incident this weekend um, with Julia Pena and some other of her entourage. Yep. I suppose it was. I didn't. I didn't catch any other names that I recognized. No, I didn't either. And a club in Spokane, Washington. Uh, alcohol they, was involved. They trained, yeah. Um, uh, and there was uh, there were some fights with some some staff and some some patrons as well. It got bloody, it got ugly, and Julia got arrested <laughs> um, for assault. Yeah, there was some groin shots thrown by Julia. Uh, 
She kicked the club manager in the nuts. She kicked the bouncers in the nuts. <laughs> well, I mean, she's a, I mean, she's a trained fighter. Julia yeah. Pena is a trained yeah. fighter. She probably didn't have to go for the groin shot, but she was probably drunk too. You know, right? Yeah, and alcohol into the mix, and um, which it was it was a bad situation, but it bears the question, and it was something. This was a topic that I went to I went to Jeff and said, I, I got to talk about this because it's something that was really close to me for so many years um, in the 80s and 90s watching pro wrestling. Right. It, it happened, too. you know, and now it's going to happen more and more with UFC fighters. When you are portrayed on the big screen on, on television and pay-per-view, pro wrestler as well, UFC fighter, um, as being, a, you know, a tough guy fighter, you know, a champion, UFC fighter, when you go out to a bar and alcohol is involved in the local tough guy, you know, might have won a tough guy competition, maybe he was just a man that likes to bar fight, when he sees you, he's going to want to test the big UFC fighter. Exactly. You know, he's going to test the big time pro wrestler. People want to test just average big guys in general. Yeah, right. That happened to me more than times than I can count. Absolutely. You know, and now now you got a name out there. Now you got, you know, someone that says, "Dude, that guy over there drinking, he's a UFC fighter. He could take anyone in this bar." And, and his buddy says, "You can't take me." You know, and and nothing good happens of it. There was a guy that not, you know, he was portrayed as a tough guy in the '90s on television, and he's a guy that does podcasts and all that does that talks about stuff for UFC, and he has no clue what he's talking about. His name's Taz. <laughs> this guy that is guy. completely brain dead when it comes to UFC, but he he he, he brought up something uh, on one of his casts that was smart. He said, "When I got done wrestling, when I got done on television, I went home, I went to my hotel room, and I stayed there yep. because the few times that I tried to go out to the bar, have a couple of drinks, have something to eat, there was always a guy out there that wanted to test the wrestler." Now that the UFC is the popular fight game, and you know, it's now coming down to the fact that when these guys go out, they're going to have to worry about that. Right. They're going to have to be smart enough to know either avoid it altogether or know how to talk their way out of it because stuff that happened to Julia Pena here is going to start happening more. It's going to be more and more common if they don't. Yeah, exactly. I'm surprised we haven't heard of more. You know, there was the Huerta incident that we were talking about before we started. Uh, But he was, at that time, I don't even think he was in the UFC. I think... But you know what? He wasn't in the UFC, but... That's where he got identified Look at the video. The guys are saying, dude, that's a UFC fighter. Dude, that's a UFC... So... You know, it's that unwanted attention. Yeah. And, and you know, with alcohol, you know, how that gets people going. Should they... I mean, they shouldn't have to live a secluded life, but... Their, but their job kind of makes them where they, they have they should. to. should, yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. Um, to a- avoid those kind of situations. And it's unfortunate that they have to because there's guys like, you know, real nice guys that, like Cowboy who like to go out and drink. Yeah. You know, he ain't going out to start a fight with nobody. You know, he's a professional fighter. He gets paid, you know, $75,000 to do it, you know, hundred fifty exactly. grand to do it in the ring. But he's, he's not, not afraid. You know, but... If there's a guy behind him that smacks him in the back of the head and says, you know, you're a tough guy, take me out, he's not going to stop. Nope. He's going to turn around and deck him, and he's going to hurt the man, and he's going he's gonna to get sued, and he's going to lose all this money. You know, 
there's nothing good that's going to come out of this, and it sucks because they should be allowed to enjoy themselves and their families I and agree. go out and do that. Be with their friends. You but know? more people are going to end up like Julia Pena. I think she's just this is this is just the beginning so of what we're going to see. My question to you is: the UFC hasn't released any statement, nothing this at all. What do you think they're going to do with her? I mean, they're in a tough spot. She's number six at 135. Yeah. She's on a three-fight winning streak. Are they going to suspend her? Or are they just going to sweep it under the rug? They're going to wait until uh, any legal issue is handed down in terms of conviction or whatever else, and then they're going to act accordingly. If everything is just uh, kind of thrown out of court and said, you know, it's just a bad night, you know, here's this probation for a year or whatever. I think they may fine her and do the same. If she's put in jail for, uh, you know, like, felonious assault or something, right. I don't think they have a choice. they got to let her go. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, the, the morale clause that they got where, you know, if someone's, the domestic violence and other stuff. Yep. If she's found guilty of some kind of um, assault where it kind of sounds like she's going to be, I, I, I think she's gone. I think they let her go. So. Woo, interesting. I mean... And that's, that goes back to she just lost a lucrative career because of a, a poor decision of bar, you know. Because she acted a fool. Yeah. Which, you know what, it could happen anywhere, but let's face it, when al- in an alcohol establishment, it's more oh, likely to happen. I mean, you, you, know. you and you, I you both got, <laughs> can how, many, how many times we've acted a fool thanks to alcohol. Yeah. How many times have we seen other people Tons. doing it, you know, just doing it because, you know, I... Spent my damn 20s for a decade in a bar with bands and everyone else. And yep, all, yeah, and me all, too. They want to test the band members, you know, band member oh, on stage. Yeah. You know, uh, I, had a, I had a guitarist, I believe his name out, he was a tall guy, good looking guy. He could get any lady he wanted, and the, the guy got jealous because he said, looked at his girl or something, want to test the band member. They always want to do it with anybody that has any kind of notoriety yep. once you get into that bar or that club or that establishment with the drunk idiot. And they have drunk idiots in every corner of every bar in every state in this entire country. Well, I used to I used to roll pretty deep in my early 20s with, with two guys. And I won't mention their names either, but uh, one was a larger guy like I am, other was a smaller gentleman. The three of us together, usually bad news anyway, because we're all three very hot-headed gentlemen. You get us into a bar situation, you either had the big guy that wanted to test the little guy. Oh, yeah. Or the little guy that thought he was hot shit and wanted to test one of the big guys. Yeah. And we scenarios constantly, we never, ever, any of us went into a, a, a situation looking for trouble. Yeah. Or wanting to start trouble. We were just there minding our business, having fun, whatever. But when trouble fucking came knocking on the door, it got met. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes you'd be picking a fight with the one guy, and you would end up in a fight with the other. Right. Oh, because, man. Oh, man. Because one of us would be like, no, 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 you're not starting shit with my friend. Right. And it'd be on, and, and you'd be fighting somebody completely different. Five minutes ago, that you were, that you didn't even know existed. Uh, several times, you know, I'm not, I'm not the tallest guy, but I'm a 250 pound man. I'm not small by right, any means, you right? Know? And I've got a lot of, you know, smaller friends. So you know, I've seen them get picked on. And I, there's many times where I reached across the bar and grabbed a neck. Yep. You know, it's just, it's just the way it happens. It, exactly. You know, when, 
when these guys are, you know, and I'm not paid the half million, three, you know, whatever, whatever. they're getting paid, paid for, you know, I'm not paid any of that, and, uh, you know, I did it, and, you know, they're, I'm, I'm sorry to see her going through this yeah, now. Yeah, I hope she doesn't lose her career over this. I don't, I don't. While uh, I'm not the biggest uh, fan of the Venezuelan Vixen, I don't, she's. She would be I'm sure. indifferent I to her, you know. I, I I watched that Ultimate Fighter a lot. Yeah, I, I, and her mouth got. I didn't like how cocky she was undeservingly. I I'm all of all guys that are cocky. I love Connor. I love sure. a lot of the most braggadocious guys. Absolutely, but guys that have done something to earn where they're at. She was talking shit to Ronda before she ever was even a UFC. Fighter, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, you're just you know. you're just a contestant. On that makes you look show, stupid. And yeah. you're gonna, and then after you win the Ultimate Fighter, you're gonna call out Ronda Rousey. Makes you look dumb, you just know? because your girl has a problem with her. Pick your right spots. Yeah, yeah. Pick Clearly, she doesn't know how to pick her spots. Right. Um, so that was, you know, that was kind of a, an area that I wanted to touch on because I've I've seen it happen through enjoying wrestling, enjoying yeah, UFC. And, oh and, yeah, it's happened know, far too often. And and experience this for personal, you know, yeah. Uh, through my, all, you know, I'm 37 now, and I started in my 20s. Give me a break. I've seen it. I've seen everything over the past 17 yeah. years, and yeah, I know too. I know exactly what what's going on there. And um, I'm sorry to see it happen. And I hope I just hope a lot. You know, because you know Johnny Jones had some drug and alcohol issues. He that could have very well been him at a oh, bar absolutely. with a little cocaine in him or something. Where right. he, you know. And someone, someone like that picks a fight with Jones and he kills them, right. literally chokes them to death yeah, exactly. because he's fueled up on alcohol and whatever else. You it's, know. it's a bad situation. It sucks. It sucks to, to almost have to say you're just better off staying at home. Yeah. But you are. But you are. It, but it sucks that as grown adults, <laughs> they can't even... Go out and yeah. try to enjoy themselves without somebody trying to start some shit. Yeah, it's bad. So. Unfortunate. Unfortunate. Hey, so, you know, so. good luck to Pena and her uh, legal issues. I hope everything's resolved properly and, you know, she she takes responsibility for her actions and it resolves and uh, never happens again. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't want to see Juliana lose her job over this, and I, uh, I don't ultimately think it's going to. There's been way, way worse instances oh, for other fighters between I agree. domestic assault and, and things like that yeah, that didn't lose and... their job. She may get a suspension. You know, who knows? But I, I would believe uh, suspension and probation yeah. is probably going to be. It's going to end up being the result. I absolutely don't want to see her out of the organization because of it, but, you know, make smarter choices. Maybe, you know, you need that sober member of your entourage to keep mm-hmm. you in check. A bodyguard, something. Pick your spots, man. Yeah, right, exactly. So, uh, yeah, that, that's all we got for this week. Yeah, uh, good show, man. Very much. Uh, final thoughts out of you, Dave? You know, we, uh, I made it through the holiday season. Uh, I love my family, but I love them in small doses. <laughs> uh, it was it was a great beginning of the year for fight fans. Yeah, uh, a, good a great way card to kick, uh, to kick off. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It sets the tone for the year, uh, for the year of twos. Uh, it really kicked off the right way. Um, there's a lot of huge stuff coming up this year, and this is the tip of the iceberg. And I'm 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 ready for the ride, man. I am as well. I couldn't have asked for a better way. 
to start next week. Or to start this year, I should say. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I couldn't think of a better fight. You know, between Robbie and, and Khan at that Larkin and, and Tumanoff fight. No doubt. Great way to start off 2016. Stipe showing his stuff. And We're the, creeping our way oh, up to UFC it. 200. It's, there's a lot of big things coming down the pipe for 2016, and this was a good way to kick it off. A- any other final thoughts out of you before we go? Um, you know, we got, we, we're going to have a lot of, of new stuff. It's going to be a new year for us, and uh, new things coming for you. We're going to... Uh, continue to bring everything that we have and hopefully enjoy it. So that's uh, that's it for this week. Uh, once again, we want to thank you guys for listening and supporting the show. As always, make sure you're going and uh, liking the Average Joe Facebook page, keeping an eye on it for any breaking news in between episodes. When you see stories coming from our Facebook page, please just even just give it a like. It's something that will continue to help us to get more into your news feeds. The more you guys interact with, with our posts and stuff, the more you're going to see the things that we post. Because Dave, Dave especially, more than I do, is, is on here posting. I try as much as I can. Work two jobs. You know, I've got a lot of the things going on. It's hard. But Dave, Dave's constantly on top of, of getting anytime something breaks. It's it's put on the Facebook page. So just, just get in and interact with you. You don't even have to comment on it. Just give it a like when you see it. Help us, help us to get more news into your news feed. Because Facebook sucks and their stupid algorithms are ridiculous. Help us help you. Exactly. We want to be able to inform you of the things that are going on. So, uh, And also, uh, be sure to go on and subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It, it helps us, again, with these stupid algorithms that I don't really understand, but it's just things I'm going to tell you because it's what we need. We'll be back next week with another episode of the Average Joe's MMA Show. For David Van Bogen, I'm Jeff Shannon. Thank you guys very much for listening.